Set Points, the Video Game Book Club podcast. Today we're discussing Trauma Team. I'm your host Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First up, we have Greg. What's up? What's up, man? Next, we got the homie Trevor. What's going on? Not much. And last but not least, we got the homie Dante. Ready to operate. <laughs> well, this is uh, Dante's game for the month of September, so I will let him take it away. All right. So our game this time is Trauma Team. And um, Trauma Team, it's known as Hospital Six Doctors in Japan, is a simulation slash visual novel surgery game. And it was developed and published by Atlas. The game was released for the Wii on May 18th, 2010. And as of now, there have been no ports or remasters of this game on any other system. So we all had to figure out some way to hook up a Wii or a Wii emulator. So first motion control game I think we've done. And Atlas is best known for the Shin Megami Tensei series, especially the um, Persona brand of games in the West. So Trauma Team is a spinoff, and it's also the last entry in the Trauma Center series. Development began back in 2007. The team wanted to add variety to the series' um, typical gameplay. Most of the other games, you just play as a doctor and you're doing operations the entire time. But as a result of that, they got the idea of having different medical specialists, and they implemented that into this game. The six different doctors all play different roles in the medical process, and for that reason, they all play vastly different from one another for the most part. Another key change was the decision to make a more grounded tone with the game story. So while previous entries in the Trauma Center series had a lot of paranormal viruses and just stuff that isn't really based in reality, this game had a more, I guess, bigger emphasis on real-world diseases. And its plot was actually directly influenced by the 2009 swine flu pandemic. And like Trauma Center New Blood before it, it also, um, in addition to a single-player campaign, offers a cooperative multiplayer um, option. The game received an 8.2 average on Metacritic, but um, overall was considered a very, very bad sales failure possibly leading to the end of the franchise as a whole. Um, during that period, like the 2009-2008, that was kind of past the Wii's heyday. So while the Wii had sold a lot of units up till then, a lot of non-Nintendo games, no matter how good they were, just did not sell on that console, unless they were like specifically party games. And um, Atlas expected more from the um, sales of Trauma Team and an episode of a live-action series was actually developed before the game, I guess, got released. But it, ultimately, the series was canned because of the very low sales of the game, from my understanding. And I think it was either two or three years ago, the pilot for that show actually made its way onto YouTube. And I sent the link out to the crew. I didn't actually get a chance to watch it. I've been busy. So that'll probably be like the first thing I do after this podcast. Um, let's see. So let's go into everybody's, I guess, general history with Atlas and the Trauma Team franchise. So let's see. Marcus, do you have any history with Atlas, the developer, or the Trauma series? Um, so 
a little bit of Atlas history. Um, I mean, I played. I'm pretty sure they did like the. I think it was like a dodgeball for Game Boy Advance game that Super I Super Dodgeball. Yep. Yep. I played that, and obviously we played um, <clears throat> Catherine uh, for the podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing Guilty Gear Strive lately, uh, which is another Atlas joint. Uh, this was, and I had Guilty Gear Zerd as well, but I think that's really about it. Like, uh, I have interest after speaking with you about uh, was it uh, is it D- Danganronpa? Is that an Atlas joint? Danganronpa is. Um, let me see who that is. I know it's not Atlas. It is um, Spike Chunsoft. Okay, Hold then is, is Strive uh Atlas game? I thought that was uh, Namco Bandai. You know what? Guilty Gear. Yeah, I thought it that's was. Namco. I'd like to say, Let damn, me. I'm, call me out. Then yeah, only the only uh, Catherine then and uh, the dodgeball. You game played here. a small amount of Trauma Center. I believe it was New Blood in college with me. Yeah, and I, I have very small amount. No recollection of that, but I do believe you. I just I don't mm-hmm. remember that at all. Um, so yeah, I don't really have a ton of history with Atlas, and obviously, um, I don't even remember. Like I remember you. Any being... snowboard kids in your past? Nope. Oh, um, I remember you being a fan of the trauma. I guess trauma center franchise. Correct. And I remember you talking about it in college, but I, I was uh, a not well versed gamer back then. So I was just kind of like, oh, that's just Dante and his like weird Japanese games that he plays. I'll pay him no mind. So, yeah. A decade later. Look at me now. <laughs> uh, you were just you were just the head of head of your time, man. That was one of the things I wanted to tell you is I appreciate the um you played a lot of different games that I normally wouldn't have played and exposed me. And I was like, "Man, that's crazy that you were like way into this stuff." Like let, Let's have a moment right now. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate you for opening up your mind and seeing the light. Yeah, what yeah, I yeah. So I, I definitely it took me a while, but I see the light now, and I was like, dang! Like, I mean, back then I was playing like shooters and you know, like the AAA games, and here's Dante playing like all these like I would I would consider more niche games, but like they're games that now click with me. Um, so yeah, he, he was he was ahead of his time that Dante. <laughs> see, now all me and Greg have to do is talk you into Persona and. Honestly, like I have a bunch of friends that are into Persona, and I remember the Persona fighting game. Like I had a bunch of friends that played that, and I I didn't play it, but like Persona seems cool from what I've seen. I would I would like um, this is Kanji, the dude with the chair, yeah. or um or yep. was the the chick with the the, the skirt the uh, with the bowl cut. I can't remember her name. She's Naoto. I think no, so. Uh, Blue hair. Um... No, brown hair. Or no, you're talking Chie, Chie, sorry. Chie, yes, yes. Chie and Kanji, I feel like I would like both of those characters. Persona 4, man, you've heard a lot about it from Giant Bomb, I know. And and I have a friend that, like, he's like the the evangelist for Persona 5, (laughs) so... It's it's a great game. (laughs) But, let me see, I had two questions for you. Okay, and you played on the Wii, just proper Yeah, yeah, I I played it on the Wii, I ended up getting off uh, eBay. Okay. Now, Greg, what's your history with um, Atlas, and have you played any Trauma Center games? I know you've touched a lot of games over your um, years. 
so I've played the whatever the first one that was that came out on DS. I played a little bit of that. Um, I didn't make it too far into it. Um, for Atlas games, I feel like there's too many to name that I've played. I mean, I've played the Persona series, so I mean, I guess that's like the the most important out of. Uh, I guess from there, Catherine is the most important. I, I mean, that's debatable, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I play a lot of Atlas games, like. Uh, I don't know, Odin Sphere, isn't that one of them too that I'm thinking of? I'd like to say so. That's See, there's a lot of games that are Atlas adjacent that are kind of messing us up right now. Yeah. And kind of exposing um, me because I'm like, I think that was Atlas, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, that was Atlas in Vanillaware. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I play a lot of their RPGs and, you know, I think Disguise was part of it too. That's another one. But either way, yeah, I've played a lot of their stuff, so. Cool, cool. And how did you play Trauma Team? Uh, so I played via Dolphin Emulator. Okay, cool, cool. And did that work pretty well for you? Uh, outside of the audio stuff, because uh, I could never get the... There's some specific missions that use the Wii speaker. Remote speaker. Yeah, so outside so, of that... Without jumping too far ahead, I didn't realize this until later. You're talking about the Gabriel stuff, right? Where you're diagnosing people? Mm-hmm. No. If you go to the top right corner, you can have the audio come through the TV instead of the. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't find I just, that out until like halfway through, to be perfectly honest. I and I was just, just looking at the, the sound uh, waves. Yeah, I was just yeah. looking at the the sound waves, comparing that way instead of the doing the audio. But yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. Trevor, how about you? What's your history with Atlas and the Trauma Center series in specific? I had never heard of this right. game until you put it on the list. And um, man, my history with Now Atlas. you can empathize with the rest of us about your games. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> Let's go. I'm just, play- um, I'm just playing. Hyperlight Drifter's okay. Um but yeah, um Trauma Team or the Trauma Center series, um like I said never heard of it before. Um and Atlas, I've only played Catherine. I was actually looking at the list, and they've—I'm guessing they're like a publisher too. Yeah, they're a developer slash publisher. So, because they've got a long list of games, the majority of which they've developed, but they've also published a ton of games too. Um, but the only one I see on here that I recognize is Catherine. No Dragon's Crown? Never heard of it. Okay. Greg knows what's up. So, um, for myself... Oh, also, what did you play it on, Trevor? Sorry. I played on Wii. Wii or Wii U? Wii. Okay, just regular Wii. Wii Wii. Alright, and myself, I played it also via Dolphin, even though I own the game for um, the original Wii. It just was a little bit easier for me to set that up, and I also wanted to stream it a little bit, so ended up doing a little bit of that. And my history with Atlas, like Marcus, I played Dodgeball Advance. That was probably, honestly, my... No, um, before that, there were Snowboard Kids. I played Snowboard Kids. Then I'd say I played a little bit of Dodgeball Advance. Then much later, I'd say almost a decade later, I got into the Persona series, and played Persona 4, played Persona 5, played Catherine, and 
of course, the Trauma Center series. That happened somewhere in there. And I've played the original. There's Trauma Center 2 for the DS. There's Second Opinion, which was a Wii port of the original game. There's New Blood, which is pretty much like a completely original Trauma Center game. And then there's Trauma Team. And I've played all of those start to finish. So I have a pretty big history with those. I'm actually about halfway through an Atlas game right now, Persona 5 Strikers, which I just looked it up. It has the same director as this game. So this is what um, the Trauma Team director is up to nowadays. He's making Muso slash Dynasty Warrior Persona games, which this one's actually very good. I'm normally very reductive on the Dynasty Warriors franchise, but that one is pretty decent, to be perfectly honest. We love a decent game. <laughs> I'm saying it's better than decent, but you know. Um, let's see. All right, so before we start talking about the game proper, I want to kind of go into the premise and the basic story of the game. So before we even talk about the story, I want to get this through everybody's head because the way they do the story is a little bit different than most other games. So the story of Trauma Team is split between six different campaigns. And on the character select screen, each character is represented by a vertical column. The player has a choice of going through each column one by one and just doing every character's campaign separately. But if they go row by row, you experience the events of the game in a mostly sequential order. There's a couple things that are roughly the same time, and like, even though, you know, character one is in column one or whatever, and then character two is two um, columns down, they might have two events on the same row, but that second character's event might happen before the first character's, but they roughly happen at the same time. So, generally speaking, if you want to experience the story in the proper order, you go row by row. And, um, let's see. The story takes place in modern-day United States. A fictional version of it. Mostly fictional, even though they use actual locations. And then a majority of the playable doctors, um, already work at Resurgum First Care when the game begins. That's kind of, like, the main hospital center that a lot of them are based off of. And there are two exceptions to that. There's... CRSO1, who is a prisoner, and Naomi Kimishima, who is a coroner for the Cumberland Institute of Forensic, Me- Forensic Medicine. And to jump into the intro, the opening cinematic has a girl who appears to be deceased in the middle of the field with flowers, and you see some blood butterflies around her. And quickly after that, the game kind of just opens up in a kind of like, I was about to say CSI style, but one of those medical shows where they have like the TV intro and it's like, Oh, this person's on the ambulance and this person's in the middle of surgery and this person's doing this. So it kind of gives you a very quick view into a couple of the doctors right there. Okay. So this game's a little bit interesting to cover because you can technically approach it in any way you want. So you don't have to play things sequentially. I think the best thing to do here is figure out who played what. So I know for a fact Marcus and I completed the game. Trevor 
How far did you get? I completed everybody's stories except for Tomoy. Okay. Cool enough. And Greg, how far did you get? So I did all the missions for the first three characters. And then uh, for the last three, I think I did four of Tomoe's. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other two. Gabriel is a diagnostician. Okay, so I think I did all but one of his. And then Mm -hmm. I only did one of uh, Naomi. Yep. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, um, as you heard right there, you can tackle the characters in any order you want. Every character has these base missions. There's roughly, I'd say, five per character. If you complete all of those with all the base characters, you unleash or um, unlock a final story where you go through about maybe, I'd say, ten more missions. It's, it's And those uh... are happening in sequential order at that point. You can't go out of order i was gonna say that um it is i want to say by my count because i wrote it down it was 42 uh main story missions and then there Mm -hmm. was uh they added another 14 after you completed those uh initial 42 so 56 total missions Hmm. i wonder if that counts the events and stuff because that seems high it does it does okay cool 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 that makes sense So, my thoughts were um, just tackling characters one by one, and then at the end we kind of wrap them all together. I think that's going to make the most sense. That sounds cool. Cool, cool. So, let's start with... um, Sorry, there is a fly that's annoying me. (laughs) Um, CRSO1. He is a prisoner who... His main role in the hospital is, I guess, a surgeon specialist. And one thing that I did note for every character is their voice actor, because they have a lot of really famous, um, prominent video game voice actors in this game. So he actually is voiced by Nolan North, who is known for Uncharted. He's Nathan Drake there. Plays a lot of other characters in just video games. So I know everybody here has at least heard him in something or another. Um... Let me just really quickly look at his IMDb again. While I'm doing that, let's jump into um, some of the traits and kind of basic background of CRS. So this guy, he is kind of your typical quiet, mysterious amnesia anime character. Very quiet and aloof. And his background is when you see your first scene with him, You find out that he has a 250-year prison sentence, and he has this giant, like, Iron Maiden-esque helmet over his head when you first find him. And pretty much, they go to him, and they're like, hey, we know you have this 250-year sentence, but what if we shaved off, like, 14 of those years if you do this surgery for us? So he accepts, and that kind of starts his... um, campaign so to speak so what did you guys think of the trying to think about if i want to talk about his character or gameplay first let's go with the gameplay first so crs he is a surgeon and 
most of the surgeries, you have a set amount of tools. You have um, sutures. You have a scanner, like a sonar scanner. You have a drain. You've got um, vials of medicine that you can use. Got a couple other things as well. And then you're using those and switching between those with the left thumbstick on the nunchuck of the Wii Remote. And then using the Wii Remote itself, you're pointing at the screen and doing certain actions. So typical thing that you would do at the beginning of a you know, CRS mission is use healing gel to disinfect an area on this patient's skin. And then you pull out your scalpel. You have to cut it. Then from there, you, you go in, you do some stuff. Um, you have to suture them up at the end, so on and so forth. And that's kind of like the basis of his gameplay. What did you guys think of um, the basic surgery gameplay for CSR or CRS? He uh, So he was the first one. I ended up doing what you said and going in order. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the the story order, but he I played his missions first, so I did his first four. So he was the first character I started with before I realized I should play this in, you know, story order or whatever. And one of the things that first struck me was like, I was like, oh man, they're very, very... Uh, it, it was overwhelming at first because I was like, there's a lot going on. And I'm like, I hope I don't have to remember this because I was thinking that the first mission was just going to be a tutorial and then I was kind of on my own. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first thing that struck me was I was very happy that the game... To, like walk, walked you through it the entire time, um, uh, and his gameplay. Uh, I was I was a little bit worried about some of the precision because I just haven't played a Wii game in, in a long ass time. So I was concerned that oh shoot, like I'm not gonna be able to hit these things uh, as accurately as I need to, and um, I didn't have any issues with that. But his gameplay I thought was pretty fun, and like I can definitely see why he is like um he's a returning character and i and i can definitely see i i had a lot of fun um with his gameplay and i could understand he's actually not a returning character well the, the i'm sorry not him as a character but that gameplay his oh okay okay gotcha gotcha yeah from what i read there is one returning character and we'll get into that later but um from what i read uh this is what trauma team trauma center was, was like the general surgery uh, gameplay. So like the other characters that other specialists were like new to the franchise or to the series. Right. Correct. Correct. So I I was like, this is really fun. I can under, I, I get it. Why this is a a series and not just like a one-off game. Cause this is pretty fun. So Mm -hmm. that was my, my main takeaway with his stuff. Okay. And, what do you think about the different tools that you were using? Did you have any tools that, like, I know this is kind of a very specific question, but any um, tools that annoyed you of his? Any tools that you liked? Um, um I, I really liked, I mean, his his were pretty general, basic, and I felt like it was like once you, it, it was nice that I started with him because I felt like all the things, I, I, I don't remember there being anything unique to him. I feel like everything that you did with him, you would do with another character. Um, I think I think that was the case. Um, I think may, maybe my favorite thing was the the sewing them back up, just doing the zigzag thing. <laughs> I don't know that was the suturing. Always, yeah, that was always very uh, uh, um, comforting. I don't know why it was just fun to do that back and forth thing. 
So yeah, that it's was good until they movie. give you a good and you're like, man, I know I did that. Cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, oh, that was another thing I did want to bring up and it was kind of separate from everything. So four of the characters have more traditional gameplay as in you're kind of on a time limit. Your patient has essentially a health meter that you can inject them with stuff to bring it back up. But then also things happen to them like a tumor might burst and then their health or vitals go down. So you have your traditional game over states and those are based off of reflexes and kind of just physical skill, I guess. Whereas two people that we'll go into later, they have more of a visual novel-esque um, type gameplay. So one of them will, you know, both of them, you're talking to people, you're trying to find out clues, you're trying to present evidence and whatnot and if you present the wrong evidence or give the wrong diagnostic then you lose a heart out of like five or six hearts so that's kind of how the game is broken up all of the i guess skill slash reaction based gameplay is ranked so you can get i've never gotten anything lower than a c did anybody else get anything lower than a c that might be the lowest yeah because i I think c is the lowest Yeah, when I wasn't even doing great, sometimes I would still get a C, and it's like, all right, well, maybe that's the lowest they have. Yeah, so it goes from C up to S in the normal difficulty, but then if you go to Specialist, then you can get up to XS, which, oh my god. That is something for you guys to look up. I might even find a little YouTube video for you guys to see what, like, an XS surgery is in this game, because, like, I, I love some difficult games, Trauma Center, I think it was new... No, it was Second Opinion. Is one of the few games I've ever had to drop down to easy difficulty just because, like, the base version of this series is incredibly hard. Like, Atlas games are known for being very hard sometimes. And some of the stuff they ask you to do and some of the speed... Like, the speed they ask you to do it in precision, it's just insane. People, like... I was looking at a walkthrough for how to get excesses on some of these missions, and they're like, okay, you pretty much have to have your pointer right here at this exact time. Make sure you hit A within like 0.5 seconds, or else you might as well restart because they are just that down to the wire with that stuff. But essentially, all of that was to say every mission with the first four doctors is ranked. So you can get bad, good, or cool on any, not every single um, action you do, but on a lot of key actions, they will give you a ranking, and those go into your overall score. Sorry for cutting you off with that. Um, trying to think if there was anything else. Anything else you want to say, Marcus, on the tools or um, gameplay first? CR? No, no I, think, I think I pretty much covered it. I'm interested to see what Trevor and uh, Greg have to say. Yeah, what, what do you guys um, think about the basic controls the gameplay the tools of cr either one of you can answer um well just on basic gameplay and this is with any character in general um i thought there was something wrong with my wii controller at first because i never actually had a wii or i had one but it was never like mine like my mom bought a wii so she could play like the fitness games on it and my wife has a Wii, but she uses it for um, her classroom um, that she teaches. 
so I've never like directly owned a Wii and never really played any Wii games. So I wasn't used to how um, jittery the the Wii mode is, like the little um, cursor on the Wii. Like I, I was thinking, it's precise. <laughs> I, well, if you're shaking your hand even a little bit, it's going to pick it up. I was thinking it was like it wasn't going to be that sensitive to where like if I'm sitting still, like with my elbow resting on a you know the armrest. Like it shouldn't be moving at all, but I mean it picks up just like the tiniest bit of movements. But um, like I tried to calibrate the the Wiimote, and you know I was doing all sorts of things, and I was just like, you know what, just let me play this game and and see how it actually plays. Um, but other than that, I didn't have any problems with the controls. I think Marcus mentioned when he first started playing uh, the inmate CRS01, and he he mentioned that it was his fir- the first character he played as. That was actually the last character I played as. Um, but I because you were going in order, right? Um, no, I was. I think I started with Tomoy, and then I put Big the game mistake. down. I put the game down for like a week. <laughs> And then I was like, you know what, let me, then I went to Gabriel, and then um, I finished all of Gabriel's, then I went to uh, Naomi, finished all of Naomi's, and then I started, you know, jumping around to the other ones, or jumping over to Moy, and just playing the other Doctors, but but I actually played CR last, and there was no real rhyme or reason to why I played him last, but... I was just like Marcus. I, I thought I would be overwhelmed by the by the amount of tools that he has at his disposal, um, but you kind of get used to it uh, fairly quickly. And the only thing I didn't like about the controls, like using his tools, like there's one, the um, the ultrasound device that you have that allows you to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, that one kept confusing me because there are a couple of tools where you have to hold the uh, the nunchuck uh, direction down while you're using the tool, but then there's other ones where you can just navigate to it and then release it, and it still uses the tool. Wait, what? You're getting uh, ahead. You're getting ahead, Trevor, because I don't I think really? that was with him. I thought it was more with Tomoe, but he, what he's yeah. saying is. The I think it was the we the the nunchuck with yeah. nunchuck up with him you literally just use the directional pad yeah but f- I think it was just for the um uh the ultrasound tool like how you move around on the screen you use the back of the Wii remote the B on the back of the Wii remote to do it wait what the B the, button on the, the back B of the Wii remote on the back of the Wii remote. Did you think it the Z? Do you think it's like? No, you have a, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I don't. I don't know what was going on. It's, it's a third party nunchuck attached to a um, a genuine Nintendo Wii remote. So maybe that was the issue. I mean, regardless, there's a there's a button on the back of the Wii remote, and you hold that, and that's how you 
I thought you had to navigate to the ultrasound tool in order to move around the screen. Like if you're you do, but doing a that's large just operation. Down, down left on the we um the nunchuck. Yeah, and you have to hold it, don't you? No, you don't. Oh, for some reason, whenever I would release it, it would switch to a different tool. Daddy. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see it, how that's annoying. We we were. Uh, Playing, me and Trevor, uh, he was over, and we ended up playing some of the co-op just to see what it was like. And he was like uh, specifically with um, CR's co-op mission that we did. It required a lot of scanning, and he was struggling because um, he had the tool to scan and do the initial incision. So mm-hmm. he, I think, the issue that he kept running into was that he was holding the button down and it kept giving him audio like "Eh, eh," and he was thinking that was the thing scanning when in actuality Hmm. it wasn't so he kept struggling with that where i think in actuality with that scanner you just need to hover it over something and then once you see something then you hit the button to like lock it in correct you cover over it you'll see a shadow and then you hit the b on the back of the Wii remote to confirm yeah and he was he was thinking that it wasn't doing anything until he hit the button. Oh. So he was... No, no, it's doing a passive scan, and then you just have to yeah, confirm the yeah, scan. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was the issue that he was having, so he kept... Um, so, yeah. for my own education, what was the co-op experience like for CR? Um. Well, I would be able to tell you that we did co-op for every character that could, except for Tomo, uh, Tomoe, um, for CR. And she's probably the one that would benefit most from it if it's anything similar to the other games. Well, I, I read what hers is, and it is so underwhelming. Um, but with uh, CR, um, just imagine, uh, I'm talking to the, the listener, uh, you have like a tool of eight tools, or you know, you have a, a round wheel of like eight or nine tools. The left half player one has, the right half player two has. So Trevor could do like, and I, I don't remember what exactly the position, but he could do the incision. He could do the scanning. He could do the um, uh, suturing. I could do the injections. I could do the draining um, and I could do the, uh, the bandaging. So we kind of had to like talk to each other and like, okay, I need this or, or this. And we, we, we only did like one mission per character just because we wanted to get a feel for how it was. But by the end, I think we had like a good like little workflow going where we weren't even like talking and saying what we were doing because you could see the each other's cursor. So we knew where each other was at. So I could like, oh, I'm going to inject here. He knows that he needs to apply the antibodies or whatever uh, thing there. And then I'm injecting here and vice versa. So like it, it was it was pretty seamless. It, it was fun. It was definitely fun. At least his was uh, fun. Hmm. That's interesting because maybe I'm misremembering how it was done in New Blood. New Blood was the only other Trauma Center game that had co-op, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say they just split it up between like one player had the Wii remote and then the other player had the nunchuck. And essentially like one player would be changing the tools and then the other player would be actually acting on the tools no no so for this we both had the whole the the we remote with the nunchuck so we both had those and we both could we had our own independent wheel but again i was locked out of the left side he was locked out of the right side um mm-hmm. just just to say uh his was 
probably my second favorite of the three of the three we played. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Huh, that's interesting. I'll have to double check on um Okay, I'm reading a game facts post and hopefully this is accurate for the new blood co-op. You can play any mode with only the Wiimote, but it makes switching tools awkward. Press up. Okay, so maybe both players did have it and you could just kind of operate on the same patient at the same time. It's been so long since I've done it. Um, So that mostly covers up the basic gameplay. Um, I guess just to paint the the listener a better picture. Like I said, you open up the patient, use a scalpel to cut them um, open. You can either potentially scan for tumors and excise them. You might be draining fluids from them. You might be using a laser to break up a stone of some sort, like a kidney stone or whatever. Um, Cutting out a tumor. <laughs> exactly. So, use and occasionally you'll also get special tools that aren't on your little circular thing. So, for example, when you're bandaging the patient up at the end of the operation there's a special button that comes up on screen and you have to hit that occasionally um a patient might um lose their heartbeat or whatever and you'll have to use the little shock tool to resuscitate them do stuff like that and that's kind of the basics um so did you have any favorite levels with crs any least favorite this is open to anybody um I honestly like the the one thing I will say is I I ran through this game so like I would say the later missions kind of stood out to me with him mm-hmm. uh well well excuse me the later missions just in general stood out I don't really remember a lot of his things I just thought it was the concept was very interesting um where it's like yeah this dude has a 250 year sentence and you don't really he doesn't remember what happens. People are like kind of talking around it and you just know that he's trying not, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. I will say it's like, he's just kind of, it seems to be kind of lackadaisical going with the flow. I don't think he like cares about the getting five years knocked off his sentence. Every time he does a surgery, I don't think that really matters to him. Cause I think he's resigned to thinking that I'm just going to rot in jail for the rest of my life. And um, so, like, I, I think the character stuff is more interesting for me personally than, like, his, like, mi- mission stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and I even wrote down, like, kind of the basic character arc for every character because one thing I do like about this game, and you guys can di- agree or disagree, like, I felt like every character had a pretty good story arc or character development. And his arc was mostly about, like, finding purpose in his life again and also atoning for this crime that he doesn't have any memory of but still feels guilt for. So that's pretty much like the whole jumping off point of his story. And we'll go into story a little bit later, but... Yeah, I was going to ask, um, but I guess we'll get into that later. I was just wondering if they ever resolve that in the latter missions. Oh, 100%. Okay. Any questions you could have possibly had about this game, they get they get resolved. <laughs> they throw two Naomi missions at you near the end, so everything, all that exposition that you want. 
Um, so, Greg, Trevor, did you guys have a favorite or least favorite level with CR that stood out potentially? Um, I can't think of any specifics. I mean, I, I think the thing that mm-hmm. I, I did kind of appreciate uh, is like once you get towards the end of the uh, each of the campaigns, I guess that revolve around like surgery i guess is they kind of throw more at you um mm-hmm. or like throw or try and throw more, more curveballs in towards uh in those ones so um i kind of appreciated that but yeah i don't think there's any like specifics this game does a good job in my opinion of keeping things relatively fresh even for every character so like even if you get comfortable with the tools they'll give you scenarios where oh well i didn't think i'd have to use a tool for this or oh um well, I was used to taking care of this one thing, but now this other complication is happening, and now I kind of have to micromanage my time between fixing this one thing while keeping this other thing at bay. Um, Any thoughts on the character, just in general? What was the question again? Thoughts just any general thoughts, like, do you like CRS as a character? Um... The character itself had a lot more depth than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, my bad, I had to step away for a second, but um, one of your questions was, um, like, do we have any favorite uh, levels or missions for this character? And I don't right. really remember the levels, like, at least not as far as the, um, the gameplay in them, but... Mm-hmm. My favorite moment for this character is when you drop that needle. Oh, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> that one almost got me. I was just like, what? How do you drop the needle? But, um, um, just, yeah, that was, I mean, that was pretty much the, the highlight of playing through that character. I, I thought it, created a good amount of um difficulty but not as much um um tension as um what's the other girl's name not Tamoy Maria yeah Maria um I I really didn't care for like the ones that were like really timed and I think CR only had one time mission and that was at the end of like the first set of levels I think you're right and yeah, that that is a good point with the whole needle thing. This game is very much a um, medical drama. So in the same way, like, Phoenix Wright has its twists and turns. There's always like, oh, I think we can finally rest easy. And then it's like, wait, the patient's vitals are going critical. And you're like, what the heck? And then it's like all these tumors pop up. And then your um, doctor of choice has to go ham in that moment. Objection. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> Okay, I think we did a pretty good job on CR, and we'll get back to him when we get back to the story stuff. Oh, quick aside as far as Nolan North goes, he did Deadpool and Marvel vs. Capcom. He does a lot of different voices. He just probably the most prominent voice actor. Desmond and Assassin's Creed, correct. Okay, so moving on to character number two, we have Maria Torres, and... Her profession is a first responder, so pretty much whenever an accident occurs, she's the first person on the scene and tries to do the initial care before anybody else gets there. 
He is voiced by Amanda Wynn Lee, who does Yukiko from the Persona 4 series. Well, Persona 4 specifically. She is also Rey from Evangelion. So, small world. Hell yeah. And some of the traits about Maria, she's very hot-headed and loud and proud about herself. And she is very much a act-first-think-later type of person. And her background is something you don't actually get into until a little bit later into the story, but she accidentally caused a fire at her old orphanage, but she managed to rescue a lot of the people from that fire. And I think it's kind of like she found out she was good at helping people then, and also she wants to, she felt good about it, so that kind of led her into a profession. And another interesting character trait of hers is she's the only character that sees this phantom throughout the course of the game. This is one of the, I shouldn't say few supernatural things in this game, but it's one of the most prominent supernatural things. She sees this phantom throughout the game, and it's not really explained until a lot later. And for a gameplay perspective, she plays kind of similar to um, CR, but she's a little bit different. So instead of having just one patient like CR does, she normally has a multitude of patients she has to swap from. And in the top area of the screen, you'll see a little like medical indicator for each patient. And it's like one, which is red, two, which is black, and like three is green or something like that. And essentially, you want to keep the patient at three because that means their vitals are really good. If they start getting down to one, that means they're very close to dying. So you might be operating on one patient and then you look up at the screen and notice, oh, this other patient's at a one. I should probably jump over to them. And hers gameplay is about quick reactions, figuring out what to do when and kind of micromanaging a lot. Very similar to um, CR is in, they use a lot of similar tools. So she has... She has gauze pads instead of a drain. She has the same healing vial that he does. She uses bandages and stuff like that as well. But hers is a little bit simplified, but a little bit more micromanaging. So what did you guys think about um, Maria's gameplay? Um, I think for uh, the traditional, I guess you would call them traditional, but for like uh, the re- traditional uh, parts of this uh, or the traditional characters. I think I appreciated this one uh, the most just because I kind of like the swapping in between uh, patients. It was kind of difficult to manage at times, but um, it also kept it kind of, I guess, like high intensity, I guess. So, but yeah, I think this one was probably like my favorite campaign. Hmm. Yeah, so if cr was ryu then this character would be like vega or something or claw whatever you want to call him like very fast very frantic and just kind of going for it a lot of the time right um i would say that i the thing i appreciated about her was like the micromanaging and like having to hop between patients or i guess one of the things is that you are on the scene a lot of times so like she's like the first responder so like there's some terrible accident and she's the first one on the scene so she's dealing with multiple people at a time and they're also finding new people 
as you're working on. And so she's getting more and more people added on her plate. And it reminded me a lot of like, uh, like cook, serve delicious, how you're like trying to serve all these different customers that have these different desires. That was what it was playing her. So I really appreciated that gameplay aspect where it was just like, okay, I'm going to cut your shirt and I'm going to cut you open and drain some blood. But then I got to hop over to this person cause they're, I need to give them the, the, what do you call it? The shock, the, um, Oh, defibrillator. Yes. The defibrillator, the clear, like I, I need to go do that. So like they're, you know, having a cardiac arrest. So I need to go do that. And then it's like, Oh, now this person, um, I need to, uh, when you put the, the little thing in their, their mouth so they can breathe the, the, the like intubation yes yeah like when you oh i gotta do that with this person and it was like really really uh fun like having to different things for different people like I, L- I thought let me ask really you this fun. let me ask you this did um did you kind of ever i don't know there's a lot going on in our world right now did did you get a sense of like empathy and you're like man these people like whenever it said new patient and then it would be like new patient new patient new patient i'm like oh my god what am i going to do yeah yeah that that was also a thing that (laughs) that i dealt with too where i was just like man like no matter what like you just have like you're the only person here and a lot of like especially later in the game where she's literally working by herself and it's just like it is fairly or unfairly like she's the only person qualified to kind of do some of this stuff and um it's also a big part of her character that she doesn't really trust the rest of her team too. Yeah, yeah. And and so like you you're dealing with that and it's just it's 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 a lot. So like like you said, yeah, like kind of with everything that's going on now too. It's just like, man, like these people deal with everything and they have to be I won't say like I don't want to say knowledgeable, but like be able to help somebody to like at the very least stabilize them or like get them ready to go to whoever's going to be performing whatever on them, you know? Right. And then you're like, man, like some, like we were talking specifically about a mission in our messenger group about like, there's one mission specific where you heal the person, but you just don't have any way to cart them off. So you're trying to deal with these other people and like you finish with this one person, but there's nobody to carry them off scene and their vitals are dropping. And you're like, Come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, somebody needs to get here to take this person away. (laughs) I also think hers are kind of like the most visceral of the surgeries, for sure. Because... Yeah, because they're, like, on the scene. Well, hers and... I I, kind of felt that way about the next character we'll probably talk about, too. (laughs) Right. Yeah, his he, he does have some... There's some weird body horror things with him. But, like, hers is... Like, oh, well, this thing... You were on a pier, and... For whatever reason, a ship exploded, and this person got like a steel beam yeah, through the chest. Yep. And now yep. you got to get these clippers and just <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or hey, um, I'm out of the little proper intubators. Let me. I got a box cutter. Oh I've yeah. Got, um, yep. <laughs> man, I was oh, I was doing that on stream. I'm like, guys, I I kind of have to look away from this. You gotta yeah. yeah. <laughs> you use a box cutter, and then she's like, oh, I got this ballpoint pen, and then you get to the next patient, and they need the exact same thing. And it's like. Man, that was my last ballpoint pin. We're gonna have to reuse this. I'm like, God dang. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is just raw. So, um, let's see. Um, Trevor, what did you think about the whole gameplay here and the I, tools and whatnot? I enjoyed it to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. I'm honestly not that great at games where you have to juggle and micromanage like this. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a little um, anxiety inducing to me, but it was fun. It was it was like I said with CR. This one CR seemed like an easier version of of her missions. So um, I I like the challenge. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, and then of course like like you were saying, all the resourcefulness from the the tools that you use, even though it looks like you use far less tools. Is Marie on the scene? <laughs> What's <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> She heard me talking that good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I enjoyed this one. Cool, cool. And yeah, I agree. It's it's similar to CR, but the difference is there's a lot more gimmicks. And I use that in like the positive way of gimmick to our gameplay, where there's a lot of like one-time conditions for hers, where it's like, oh, I need to inject these serums into these patients or oh, I need to use this thing to cut this wire or, you know, I need to slam their chest to get them to breathe again. There's a lot more, like, one-time gameplay scenarios. So I thought that was really cool how they um, did that. So did you guys have... I think her her levels are a little bit more notable or differentiated than CSR, so did you guys have a favorite or least favorite for her? I, I did like the the end i think it was her last one the one where the bus came crashing in the mall Mm-mm. that her one last was, one has the serums that one was pretty hectic and oh I, that one was fine too it, i liked it that it was different um mm-hmm. but uh i, I just i but her i like normal campaign when i get you yeah i like the hecticness because it, it kind of like I do get uh, enjoy the the thing that Trevor said he doesn't do, like doing like juggling a lot of plates in games. I do mm-hmm. enjoy that. So um, it like I, I said, like I, I'm a big fan of the Cook Serve Delicious uh, franchise, and um, it reminded me a lot of that. Where it's just like I'm making a little bit of you know doing a little of this and this and this and this. Oh, I got to go back to the first one before I fail, and I get enjoyment out of that. Cool, cool. See. Anybody have um, thoughts on the character as a whole? As a character, I guess. She Did you like Maria's personality? Her arc. She a cutie. <laughs> she is pretty. I'm not gonna lie. I I was really weirded out because at first I was thinking she. I don't know why. Just like the when they first introduced the character, she's like you know just getting in at a late night and she gets a call and she's like you know, lives in some type of, like, garage, and she has a motorcycle, and I was like, is this a cop? Like, I don't know why, but that was my first read on the character. I was thinking she was, like, a, um, I don't know, like, uh, like, she was, like, this tough, like, kind of tomboyish girl that, you know, hangs out with dudes and is a cop for whatever reason, because I think they mean what all that's true except for the cop part <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I just, I don't know why, but I was just like, I guess not everybody in this game is, uh, a it works for the hospital. I thought maybe she was like a, a first responder for like the police force or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really, I like her as a character. I didn't really like her story though. It didn't really like, didn't... I think she might have the least story. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like Her main I, thing tying her to the main plot is the phantom child, which yeah, kind of like a yeah. weak, yeah. But so, she does have a lot of character growth. 
she does she but i just i didn't really like for lack of a better word i didn't really care <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like whatever to me so i was just kind of yeah like, hers is probably the most basic where it's like oh i don't know how to trust people and well oh, i think now hers i have and the I've next character to... hers and the next character i mean next character trusts people he's just i'm just talking about basic though oh hanks, hanks and We're... let's get into hank let's get into hank's hank. cool okay Hank Freebird, he is an orthopedic surgeon. And a stereotype. And, um, I don't like that he's a stereotypical, gentle giant Native American dude. I don't like that. We gotta do better, Japan. Nearly, we like, gotta do better. <laughs> he is a war veteran suffering from PTSD. He has a superhero personality. He leads a dual life. I like all of that. I do. But I don't like that it was just like... I don't. I don't know. I I don't really like the 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 Native American stereotypes that like Japanese developers do. I, I, I don't know. I just did like you guys it. read him as Native? Because no, only because of the name. Yeah, the name and just his appearance. I don't. He's got like a Japanese mullet. I've kind of interpreted him as probably like maybe half Japanese, half. Something else, but him and T him and T Hawk are homies. Yeah, I was about to say T Hawk a little bit. <laughs> I, I might be on it, you and not the game. I don't know. It didn't really bother me though. Um, we, we can we can. Do you want to talk more about that, or do you want to? We can go back to that in the. I mean, story I don't really part. have like a whole whole bunch to say. I just I just I think it's I think it's kind of played out and I definitely read him as Native American. Maybe maybe I'm the only one that did, but like he definitely read as Native American to me and just like the whole gentle giant like peace loving kind of person and like I just not really cool with like the depiction of Native Americans as being like docile and and things like that. I I'm just not uh I don't think it's cool and I think they're you know we can we can do better in video games. Granted, I understand this is an older game, so uh, I with a grain of salt. But yeah, we gotta do better. Fair, fair. Um, he's voiced by David B. Mitchell, who is the new voice of Knuckles. I I had to differentiate because one of the other characters is the old voice of Knuckles in the Sonic the Hedgehog series. He's also the um, Narrator from Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So, thought that was pretty interesting. And well, for his traits, <laughs> I was saying he is—he's um, pretty goofy. He's naive. He's also pretty honorable. Like that's a kind of big thing for him. And his background is—he's a war vet who um, has a lot of PTSD flashbacks and stuff. So, like, he has a lot of trauma from that. And then, because of that, he kind of leads a dual life as a doctor slash superhero who is named Eagle Man, who runs around in a big, like, blue, almost looks like a blue version of the Flash. And just, he's kind of the cop, if anybody, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um, he's he's definitely um, more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his gameplay is all about precision so i don't know too much about orthopedians to be perfectly honest but what hank does specifically is he opens the patient up and normally he's trying with his scalpel to 
do these very um, precise excisions of tumors. He will cut bones um, to fit into places where bones might have been lost. He might put bones back together, then drill them back together, and then screw drive um, the plate into the bone or whatever. So, as Marcus was alluding to a little bit earlier, there is a lot of kind of like body horror-esque stuff that kind of goes on here as well. And Tank's main tools are the scalpel, where he uses to excise it. Um, He uses a laser to cut out bone a lot of the time. Then he also has a number of drill tools, which allow him to drill into the bones to connect them. So what did you guys think of Hank's gameplay? Um, One thing I want to say, I forgot to mention it for Maria. Um, Mm -hmm. The co-op play for Maria was, say, for example, she starts off with three um, patients. You assign player one or player two those initial three patients and uh, so if I'm, say I'm player one, I'll assign myself one and two and I'll give Trevor the third patient. If I switch over to the third patient because they're getting into critical levels, then he takes control and he does everything. And when they start adding new patients, whoever hops to the new patients that have been unassigned, then that person gets control of that and takes care of that uh, patient. Um, and then... Uh, For Hanks, the only thing I'll say, and we can get into his, is that you just take turns. So you do one action, then Trevor does it. Or, like, I do an action, then Trevor does an action, then I do an action. Then So, like, you're just swapping back and forth. So I would say my order of favorite, I think Maria's was the most fun, then uh, CR's, and then Hanks was the least fun to play co-op-wise. Okay. That Um, makes sense. The the cool thing or the thing I really dug about Hanks was there was a combo meter that was like um, you were getting points as you were going. So as long as you didn't uh, get a, as long as you kept getting cools, I believe, um, then you were good. No, no, I take that back. As long as you didn't get any bads, you, you kept your combo meter going. Um, so uh, I really. I think as long as you didn't get a miss, because I got a couple bads yeah. in. Well, it's I was really thinking, forgiving. Yeah, I guess his was like I felt like on one side it was like the easiest because you had like you were doing some of the same things that you would do with CR, but it's like oh yeah, you have to you know cut somebody open, but with CR it's just like oh you have to follow this line. But then with Hank, it was like there was like a lane, and as long as you didn't veer outside of the lane, you were good. Um, uh. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought his was easy, but I really enjoyed the things that you did with him. I, re- I, I enjoyed the screwing in the metal plates to bones, and I enjoyed... Um, I, wasn't he the one that you had to uh, um, cut bones out of carbon fiber, too? Like, to, to yeah. create ampute- like uh Yeah, you'd use the laser and... Yeah, and like so, I, I just everything that you did with him, I, I really, really enjoyed. Um, I think the only one I didn't enjoy was the um, <laughs> the 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 putting the long pin through somebody's femur. That one, for whatever reason, I always overshot it. Anything that was like hammering, I always overshot it, and I always got the the bad and like the oh. comments that the other surgeon would make is like, "Dang, you're not trying to break it." And I, I even messed up when I was playing with Trevor when you had to drill like the <laughs> socket for somebody's uh, 
new leg, and I just went too hard in the paint, and I just went all the way through into their <laughs> hip. <laughs> so, so, a little bit of an aside. One thing that I really, really appreciate about this game is when you get ranked at the end of the level, there's like yes. a dialogue between yes. the two characters, and every single rank that you have, like C, B, A, S, all different dialogue for every single mission. So... Like, yeah. oh man, well, you really did good there. Oh man, I, I gotta go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> I can't talk with you right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I when I first was playing it, I was like, are they actually switching this depending on what you do? And I was like, oh, yep, sure enough. Like anytime you did good, like he said, like your character would say, like, oh, I, you know, a job well done. And if they did, if, if you did bad, they they'd be like, oh well, um, I could do better. And then the person that you're operating with would be like. What are you talking about? You saved them. You're a hero. And you're, it, meanwhile, like this is, I, I thought that was really good because that's exactly how I would be in real life where I'm like, I could have done that better. <laughs> and then there's some people like, we haven't gotten to him, but Gabriel, if you ever have him as your assistant, he's like, uh, I, I got to go. Uh, that, that that was a little <laughs> close. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But yeah, oh. Hank was yeah. Hank was cool. I, I I like outside of how I felt about uh, the character depiction. I really, really mm-hmm. like. He was my favorite of the surgeons. I would say. Cool, cool. What did you guys, um, Trevor and Greg? What do you think about the gameplay here? As far as like where I've ranked the characters, Hank's gameplay mm-hmm. was probably my second to least favorite, simply because. Okay. It required so much more precision with the Wii controllers, especially it when did. you when you got to parts where you had to. And I, I didn't know this until maybe like the latter levels or the latter missions. But you can release the button and it'll end your combo. But you can stop yourself from going outside of the lane and getting you know dinged or you know losing points. I didn't know that until later on, like playing through his missions. That I thought you had to do it in one continuous motion. Ninety nine percent of the time, I tried to do it in one continuous motion. Well, I'm, I'm sure we all try, you know. But if if I saw myself like veering a little too close to the um, to the margin, mm-hmm. um, especially on that one where you have to turn the Wii remote, Woo! man, that one was tough. Uh, Are you talking about the chisel? No, no. So the chisel one was easy. I think he, he's talking about the one oh, where I you're sawing, sawing, and it was like a round. It uh, like you were doing like a round motion. Yeah. I I think it was like um, when when you were. Yeah, you were cutting. I think like a bone. Was it a bone, Trevor, or was it like? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. It wasn't like the fabricated bone material. It was the because you like you it was like a table saw. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly table like saw. a table saw. Like you had to turn your re- Wii remote, you know, in order. You to You had turn. to rotate your wrist in order to like. And control. if you were if you were going down, then you basically had to turn. You know, you turn right to turn right but because of the orientation it's like you're looking at it backwards so it can get I literally have no clue what you're talking about let me find a I'm going to see if I can find an image of it Greg how did you did you like Hank or uh yeah I like yeah. Um, I like Hank I guess the um, 
the thing that I was worried about was uh, going outside of the lane, but I found that you didn't have to be, well, at least to, to not go outside the lane. I feel like well, you didn't have to be super precise. The thing that maybe, it doesn't explicitly tell you this, but if you slow down, like, you're following the guideline, but if you slow down, then everything slows down. So mm-hmm. what I'd do is, if I ever started to lose control, I'd just kind of hold my hand in place. And then it would stop, yeah. and your combo would continue. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the the only thing I had a problem with, I think I had to replay one of the missions where you had to put the bone fragments back together, um, just because mm-hmm. I think I ran out of time, because I was, uh, for whatever reason, I just couldn't find the right piece where uh, each piece of bone was supposed to go. But, I mean, gotcha. outside of that, I really, uh, really dug his. Yeah. I'm kind of, I guess, kind of leaning with Trevor. Well, I still like Hank, but his missions seem to be a little bit long compared to a lot of the other ones. And um, I don't know. I felt like his were a little bit more repetitive. Overall, I still liked him as a character, liked his um, gameplay. But... I mean, compared to Tomoe... <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna have a fight about Tomoe. I already know it. Let's do it. Well, well, the one thing I will say too, uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, were you done with Hank? Because I wanted to say something. Well, I was gonna ask. Um, lastly, how do you guys feel about him as like a character? Um, everything about it, I guess. And you, you already said the one thing, but if you want to expand or um, go into other details, I mean, I don't know, like. I I felt like everybody kind of had like a stereotypical like story arc and like they kind of redeemed themselves or in my eyes where it's like oh they're taking them in a different direction than you normally see or there's more depth to the character and I felt like mm-hmm. he to me had the least amount of growth I feel like um because he was just as to me he was just as accepting in the beginning of his like nice dude uh hero type as he was at the end um mm-hmm. so i i didn't i think really... the thing go ahead no no you got it you got it yeah I, I was gonna say i think the thing about him is he's still the same place but he's a little bit more comfortable in his own skin yeah yeah that's true that's true because um, like his big thing is he has this eagle man alter ego who's a superhero that seemingly does good stuff but for whatever reason the papers and pretty much everybody around him absolutely hates it mm-hmm. and he almost ditches that alter ego in a very kind of like Peter Parker Spider-Man 2S fashion but then at the end of the day he realizes F these people I'm gonna, I need to do what I need to do mm-hmm. so that's kind of his arc yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I it just didn't do a lot for me mm-hmm. personally. About like, I like the character, and I like uh, his his like I said his his and um, Maria were my two favorite of the surgeon people, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed playing as him. I just didn't enjoy his story personally. Gotcha. All right. Well, that brings us to our next doctor, who is Tomoe Tachibana. (laughs) She is an endoscopic surgeon. 
and she is voiced by Stephanie She, who is actually the voice of Hinata from Naruto, very prominent, and Sailor Moon from 1996-97 Sailor Moon series. So yeah, that's that is Tomoe right there. Tomoe, she is a very um, graceful, elegant, and honorable person, and that's kind of like her stick for the most part. She comes from a royal family in Japan, I'd like to say, and pretty much her background is she was a daughter of a royal family, or a royal kind of like ninja-esque clan, who left to America to become a doctor. So, Tomoe's gameplay, um, she's an endoscopic surgeon, which means she uses an endoscope, which to the best of my description, is like kind of like a threaded tool that can go through the body as it pleases. So I've got to actually explain her gameplay because this is something we're going to be talking about for a little bit. You hold the... Um, you control the endoscope with the Wii Remote. The pointer for the Wii Remote acts as a flashlight, so you always kind of have to have it pointed at screen, otherwise everything's just dark on screen. You hold the A button and you move, you like, do kind of like a jab motion forward with your hand to make the endoscope go forward. Inversely, you can hold A, pull it back to go back. You use the nunchuck to look around. And then when you're ready to actually switch tools, you hold the C button on the nunchuck and then use a directional pad to switch the tool. And then you use the Z button right under the C button on the nunchuck to actually use the tool. So, there's going to be a lot of complaints about um, Tomoe's gameplay, and that's acceptable, because, like, it is very unintuitive, to say the least. The thing that you have to do is navigate with these kind of, like, jabby motions, and then you're also trying to move left, right, up, and down at the same time, and it gets very like it's uncomfortable it is literally kind of uncomfortable to do for long periods of time and as far as her tools go you have a drain just like just about every other doctor you have um why am i drawing such a brain fart on her tools right now uh you have the shot um you have the shot to like you've got the um not suture but it's like a clamp yeah, to like kind of uh, the Close he, blood clot, hemostatic. Exactly. Um, the snare to grab things. You have the drain, like or the forceps to grab things, and then you right. have a, a spray needle. Yeah, uh, a spray to like kind of um, show you where things are, and then a scalpel. Right. So, yeah, you're using a conjunction of those tools, and hers is a little bit more navigation oriented than the other doctors i'd say i think that's the big differentiator um i'm just gonna open it up say whatever you want sucks okay so so the one thing i was gonna say with the the co-op that me and trevor didn't want to do hers uh the co-op for this one from my understanding one person controls the light and the other person does everything else that sounds wow. Okay, terrible. I thought the one person would probably select the tools. Nope, and then the other person would do everything else. <laughs> nope, that's about it. Um, so the thing that I didn't like about hers is 
um, having to hold my hand up like I was turning the channel, but just the entire duration of the mission, you know? Um, so I didn't like that. And like in general, I don't know if it was where I had my motion sensor set or where I was sitting, but any, any motion that required me to like kind of hold my, the Wii remote up that way. Cause I, I had trouble with the, um, the defibrillator too, doing that. So anytime I had to do any of those type of motions, I struggled, um, not struggled, but it just wasn't, I had to do it multiple times in order to get it to read what I wanted to do. Um, but with her, um, it just wasn't intuitive. I, I wish there was like a more elegant way that they could have had you controlling the endoscope as it's going through the person's body. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing, um, there is a so you're 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 constantly holding the I think the A button and the B button and then motioning forward with the Wii remote. But there is an elegant way to go back where you just hit down on the D pad. So like I think it's very essential for you to use that to kind of navigate um the the parts where i stopped liking her as much because she did start growing on me it was when you had the branching paths like when you were in that person's lungs and like some later missions where um uh you have all these branching paths and they do a good job of like pointing out areas that you've previously visited so like you don't have to do that but just the the movement kind of limitation and then like i think some of the later levels they give you a timer it just like i i I didn't i didn't care for it 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 wasn't fun to me just straight up (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think the thing that annoyed me the most was just the movement part and then the fact that if you did make a mistake right like the moving is kind of annoying without running into something within the body like i mean that was one of the issues i ran into and then that compounded with the time limit on uh that one particular mission was like all right yeah this is kind of kind of trash and i think there was also too just because you're in particular parts of the body where like there was resistance to moving so it was Mm -hmm. also moving against some type of bodily function that was making it more difficult that sucked as well um and uh right and then they'd also make the passageways through the intestines or whatever like very narrow and yeah yeah it required Um, a level of precision that just with motion controls probably didn't need to happen and and then i know me and trevor talked about this when we were playing but like selecting things with her and i think trevor mentioned this earlier like you hit the c button and then use the left nunchuck the nunchuck to kind of scroll to where you wanted but then you have to hit the button again and that mm. was unlike any other character. So, like, usually with the other characters, you just kind of move to the thing you want and then it's selected. But with her, it's you have to click the button, go to it, then click the button again to kind of select it. And I, right. I didn't understand that design choice and why she was well, different in that that aspect. one is, if I recall, don't you have to use a nunchuck to kind of... Um, don't you use it in the i guess navigation a little bit i can't remember off the top of my head the the you use the the um controller i guess you could say to like angle where you're looking at right so or angle the, the tool that's the why that's why okay it's because you're angling like if you're using the drain you use the thumbstick then to actually control it even after you've pointed 
Well, I mean, but they, they give you that lock-on feature. So as long as you have your ret- rectangle kind of pointed in the general vicinity and it's highlighted, then you, it, there's not as much precision as they like well, make you lead you to believe. Maybe... Maybe this is the difference once, like, you start going for the higher rank stuff, but, like, being able to be in the general vicinity of stuff and not having to actually hit A to move, instead just being, like, okay, let me just use the nunchuck to fine-tune where I need to put the strain. Mm-hmm. So, like, I completely agree with you through my initial play, like, not even my initial playthrough, like, my playthrough this time, the first playthrough, but then when I started getting the S ranks um, after the fact, it started becoming very second nature for me to do the whole seasick thing, and like I was saying in the chat, like there's the one mission where the bus happens, and essentially you're trying to find patience and stuff. Yeah, I went from finishing that with five seconds to spare on my first run through to essentially finishing it in four minutes without even really memorizing anything. Yeah, and I think the thing that really hurts to Moe is. One, if you're doing it in this sequential style, which I'd still recommend to anybody, um, hers is the easiest to just forget because the muscle memory isn't yeah, similar yeah. to any of the other doctors. And then two, like, I feel like they'd have to refine it, but I would play a game based off of the Tomoe gameplay if, it, if they refined it in the right way. So they'd have to make some adjustments, like you're saying, like some major ones where... You wouldn't have to do the whole A and then push. Like if if you could have just hold it, held A and maybe used the nunchuck to move around instead of you know having to physically push the Wii remote forward, or at least give that as an option. I think that would have done wonders. Something to make it more on rails, almost. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Because um, like I'm I'm not against the concept of having a more navigation oriented doctor, which is kind of her distinct thing versus the surgeries that you do on the other patients where they do a little bit more linear stuff. Hers is like, okay, well, now I got to go in the right lung. Now I need to backtrack, go to the left lung, do this. I just don't think it was... It was definitely not intuitive in the way that they needed it to be. Yeah, and and I, I don't think that these other two would have ran into it, but I think it was her one of her last missions... Where you mm-hmm. have to inject, like, there's those four, like, I don't, well, I don't know if they were tumors or whatever, and you had to get them to the certain, the same level of ready to be cutness, right? And like, so, like, I'm, I'm talking to you guys and the viewers. There's like, think of a square of four tumors, and um, they're all connected. So if you shoot the top right one, it will get the most amount of medicine, but the two that are closest to it, adjacent. the top left. Yeah, yeah, the, the the two adjacent to it, so the top left and the bottom right, will get a mm-hmm. little bit of medicine too. And you're trying to, like, manage getting them all to the same level of ready to be cut. And if you mess up, then the tumor spreads and you have to, like, redo the thing over again in order to get to that point. I think I did that part, like, four times. And it was so- just so frustrating. <laughs> I maybe they didn't explain it well enough, but okay. There's two things you have to do. Well, there's three things. So you use the spray to neutralize them, so they just don't explode off the bat. Yeah. So you do that. There's actually six tumors, and sure, like yeah, you were yeah. saying, the two adjacent ones get bigger. Like the one you're injecting directly into gets biggest, and then the two adjacent to it get bigger at a slower rate. 
And what you're trying to do is make them all green by getting them to a certain threshold. And what can happen is if you overshoot one, it starts to blink like it's about to explode. If you use the drain, you can just drain it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know it until I was starting to get like S ranks and stuff. And yeah, that makes it a lot less trivial because one of the things you have to do, and actually I couldn't use the drain when I was getting the S rank because there's specifically a challenge not to use the drain, but if you do mess up and it explodes, it requires like you to go through four waves of surgery. Yep, to fix and then stuff. to get back to that spot. And so like I yeah. I messed up and made it explode or whatever like four times. And so like I think that Oh that, man. That particular mission That's like an extra six or seven minutes there. Yeah, that particular mission took me about twenty something minutes to do. <laughs> yeah, um, where like when I got the S it was about six or seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it just it just that part Hers I didn't has really a, care her for. missions have a huge skill ceiling. But it's just like you're not incentivized to hit that unless you're specifically going for S rank. And, and then the other thing too, and it's it, this is not a complaint per se, it's mm-hmm. just a comment. Is like because of the lock on system and everything, and, and just the way the camera is angled because you're going through the person's body instead of looking at it from top down. I felt like a lot of times it was just like like those things that you had to like not suture uh, the to to burn. That were the things that the little the volcanoes, yeah the, the, yeah, the volcano of blood that, that was happening that you had to like send shut and then drain the blood. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like the game was forcing me to approach it at a specific way where it's like, I mm-hmm. want to like singe it and then drain, but the game is making me drain then singe. And like, Go ahead. Yeah, normally, like, it's kind of the same with other doctors, though, where if you have blood pools, sometimes you can't get to other stuff. Well, I, I felt like in this particular, once it, like, locked onto something, even mm-hmm. if you move the thing away, it was going to take whatever was the thing on top. And mm. I, I just, I didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't feel like I had that issue as much with the other characters as I did with her. And, it, like, it's, it's, it's not, like, a mm-hmm. complaint more so. It's just a comment where it was just, like, there was, like, a very specific order of operations with her. I felt like it was a little bit more rigid with her than with the other characters. That's fair. Um, Greg, Trevor, do you guys have any additional things? I, like, I know this is everybody's least favorite character pretty much, so, you, you know. Nah, I think that that's it for me. I, right. I think too the 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 surprising part for me was I think story wise I I enjoyed her character. I'm always really cool. <laughs> yeah, like I I I I didn't I was like, "Oh, this is a rich girl. She's going to be like whatever and I'm not going to really like her." But like I really like I don't know what it was, but her shtick, um the um I wrote down the, the whole ninja clan backstory, the path of honor. I need the best tool. Oh, yeah. So like when she, when they showed her endos, endoscope and it was like this custom made one. Cause she was like rich. Wooden. And then she's like the path of honor demands that I need the best tools for the job. <laughs> and I was just like, the, all her, the path of honor and like all those quotes were hilarious to me. And I, and I really dug that about her character. See, that was my introduction into this game. And I was all into it. I was just like, okay, this is going to be a pretty fun game. Like, the characters are going to be cool. And then I started playing her gameplay. Whew. Yeah. yeah. It was rough. And especially with me not being used to the um, the Wii controls. Mm-hmm. So, it was... Yeah, it's just... it's 
cumbersome and uncomfortable for long periods. Like, I did turn around on her gameplay at a certain point, but I completely agree with you guys that, like, first playthrough, it's just not fun whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I, I take that... I kind of enjoyed her first couple of missions, but, like, some of the longer ones, like the bus one, and then the one that you were talking about, Marcus, where you have to go down the right lung and left lung, they just... It can get very out of hand very fast with um, time and her. Yeah. Oh, the other the other thing too. I really I really liked her her butler Hanzo. That yep. dude was a G. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everybody in that story, like everybody in her story specifically, was pretty cool. Like, yeah. You. Uh, do I? We're gonna go into it during the story, but the scene yeah. that you have over in Japan. What Hanzo does, does what her dad, dad needs done to him, and then what yes, Hanzo does yes, to him. Yes, I had that written down. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get to it. I promise. Okay, and um, yeah, we we pretty much talked about her. Her her whole character art is kind of like independent. So she's over in America, and then her family back in Japan wants her to come back and kind of take over. But she is kind of living a split life, kind of like Hank, where she's like. Do I become the heir to this throne, or do I just do the thing I love and help people? So, yeah, interesting character. Maybe not the best gameplay. Moving on to Gabriel Cunningham. The Cunningham. best character. Dude, my boy Gabriel is so big. <laughs> okay, I had this one viewer, and I think her description was very on point, where you have... Fake Mugen slash Spike. So you have Mugen from Cowboy Bebop and also Spike from... Or Mugen from Samurai Champloo and Spike from Cowboy Bebop. And you put them into one character and make them a doctor. I don't know what she's talking about, but hell yeah, he's tight. He's good. He's good. He is voiced by Travis Willingham, who is the voice of Thor in most video games. So Marvel's Avenger Thor, Marvel vs. Capcom Thor, I believe. All those... He was the old voice of Knuckles, and he's also Guile from Street Fighter V, as um, one of our podcast members plays a lot of, so he probably I, recognizes that voice a lot. I didn't even pick up on that, but that's kind of funny. I, I, he felt like a character from Catherine, too. He probably was. Um, he might be dude from Catherine. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like his, his voice sounded so familiar to me. Tim Catherine. He... Ah, oh, man. I'll look that up in a second. Okay, Jonathan Johnny Ariga. Johnny, I think, was like the... Oh, he's uh, that dude at the bar, right? He's a friend. That's like kind of overcoming his like homosexuality. Like, not overcoming it, but like coming to terms with it is what I meant to say. I, th- I thought Johnny was the one with the hat. That was like... I don't, whatever, whatever. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a character from Catherine. Oh, black dude or um, black haired dude that has a cigarette. Yes. Okay. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. So that's um that guy. So traits about Gabriel: he's very sarcastic and smug, pretty ap- apathetic about his um life outside of the job. He He's very apathetic at first, but he clearly cares about his patients and pretty much 
once they get into that um, diagnosis room, he doesn't let them out until he figures out exactly what's wrong with them. So I thought that was a cool dichotomy between like how he just kind of hates people, but then he's also obsessed about saving people at the same time. Probably like to the same extent that Hank is. <laughs> and his background is a little bit more ambiguous than a lot of the other characters. He's a diagnostician who has a lot of family issues going out on outside of work. He was also a soldier, or at least he said he served his time. So I think him and Hank get along very well because of that. And they kind of have a lot of interactions that kind of go into that subliminally. And um, Gabriel is our first character that kind of controls like a visual novel. So what happens is a patient comes into your office, you ask them a series of questions, you look for abnormalities in what they're telling you, a la Phoenix Wright. So, you know, the patient might just be like, oh, I was at work, then my stomach started to ache really bad and my head started getting, like, I started getting, like, sweats in my head or whatever. And then you point it out and you're like, okay, that's an abnormality. Then you have a tool, also, best tool, I need a Roni in my life. Roni is your computer assistant that stores all of your diagnoses. So you go ask them some questions. You physically examine them. So sometimes you just look at their body. It's like, oh, well, this person, their eyes just not opening in the way that it should, or it's discolored. That must be jaundice. And it adds to your list of symptoms. Then eventually they lift up their shirt and you use the stethoscope to kind of check out their stomach and also their heart rate and stuff like that. Another thing that will happen is they'll give you a chart, which is so dope. I I could do this for my, my actual job. Like, I think I could do this every day where I'm just looking at a left column and a right column. It's like, oh man, well, his um, AST levels are rather low. Or, oh my God, his bilirubin levels are like 402. They should be like... 37 and you have to figure out which numbers are just like way out of whack for the patient and then you hit a and that adds to the symptoms on top of that you go to um you eventually get x-rays for the patients and you'll have to examine their x-ray and then the game also provides a normal person x-ray of that same area and then you're looking for discrepancies between the two images and sometimes there's like oh i might get like five x-rays and only one of them has an inconsistency so you can spend quite a bit of time doing that and then once you get all that data you go back to your computer roni and roni is like hey here are some possible disease candidates that this person might have and then you get like essentially like a webmd two paragraph description of the thing and then you take your symptoms on your left pull them over to your right, and then you figure out which diseases it could potentially be, and then you hit diagnose. So what did you guys think about the gameplay here? Y'all can go first. Um, I think this was probably, well, I guess compared to uh, Naomi, I think I like this a little bit more. Um, 
just because I, I felt I thought it was kind of fun just kind of going through the statements trying to pick out you know abnormalities um comparing the uh the vitals I guess doing because I think there's a section where you have to look at a uh EKG right mm-hmm. you know, stuff yeah. like that you stethoscope um but I did appreciate the tool set and also since it's different from the other ones um uh, it's a lot more chill I mean, not that the other ones are like super high intensity, but compared to like Maria, you know, it, this is like kind of like a walk in the park, right? Yeah, I, I think his is a little bit more straightforward. Well, some things are, some things are like. Yeah, there's definitely some weird time. Well, the I x-rays in specific of... would get me for periods of time. Yeah. And there was like a couple times too where. I just missed something small, like, I don't know, like maybe I just didn't pay attention to one of the values on, uh, when I was looking at, uh, the charts. Yeah. 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 I'll just miss that. Or like, um, I think there's another part in particular where you're supposed to pay attention to something specific when you, uh, when you're examining the, uh, the patient and I just Mm -hmm. missed it. Like I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't see it. Yeah. And the game's pretty decent about like, if you leave a room and reenter, it's like, oh, I think I can still find one more thing. It's just a matter of finding what that one more thing is a lot of the time. Right. Trevor, um, any thoughts on Gabriel? just want to talk my shit like Sway in the morning. All you whack doctors out there. (laughs) This right here, Gabriel, this is a doctor. Welcome to the Valley of the Hyenas. But no, uh, Gabriel made this game for me gabriel and naomi i i think i mentioned that after i played tomoe's first mission i put the game down for like a week and then i came back and played one of gabriel's missions and that really turned this game around for me i honestly wish this entire game was like this was like gabriel and naomi's gameplay to be fair, like two thirds of it is. <laughs> so, um, that's that's my hot take for this game. Actually, that's not my hot take. My hot take is the fact that this is the best game um, that we've played on the podcast um, from Dante since um, uh, let me see. It better be be since transistor <laughs> wait did dante was that dante's game i'm pretty sure dante picked transistor well let me i'm checking i thought i had transistor with um you're right you, you did you did um, so i was gonna say beyond good and evil but uh, then you you messed up because you you forgot dead souls I, or dead mm, souls Mm. I just have to accept that you guys hate game like I love this game but I have to also accept that you guys hate gameplay that's the yeah Big, what big he also picked Shinmu, man. There's he picked some well, bangers. You picked Ace Attorney, so freaking Ninja Gaiden Black. Anyway, since it's since Ace Attorney, we're trying. We're trying to. We have a timeline, so let's not get um, into my choices. But yeah, I really enjoyed Gabriel's. Um, and like, is he supposed to be like the um, uh, what do you call it? Like the head doctor or something? in this hospital because i know he's like involved no 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 okay no. it seems like he's involved in everybody else's stories 
Um, at least he when definitely it comes is to the a hospital. connecting glue type of character. Um, but yeah, I I really don't have that much negative to say about mm-hmm. it. Um, I wish this was on the Switch because I I just want to play the rest of Don, um, Gabriel's um, missions. Marcus, he's great. Trevor's right. Gabriel was my favorite character. Um, I, you know, I love the Spot the Difference games and those, like, things at bars and Dave and & Buster's and whatever where you have to look at two pictures and figure out what are the five things that are wrong and under a timer. So, like, I've been doing that my whole life. <laughs> my job is to spot differences in, in files and uh, not spot differences, but call out mistakes and things. So, like, looking at things like that is, like, my job. So, like, when I had to look at, like, people's x-rays and uh, MRIs and everything, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm right at home. I was like, maybe I can have a second career as a diagnostician or something. Because even, like, look when people were getting their, um, what's it called, uh, their test run and everything and just going through their numbers and saying, oh, this is an abnormality or this is too high or this is too low. I enjoyed that, too. Um, the only part I didn't really care for was the the visual, like, um, looking at the person, not the listening to their heartbeat. and Right, their, just, like, their clicking breathing. on the person and looking at them, right? And, yeah, and I think, I think part of it had to do with this game, like, it, I don't know, like, I don't know if it was my monitor that I was playing on or just the age of the game, but it wasn't like high enough fidelity, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think there was one where like somebody had some issue with something on their face around their eyes and it took me forever to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Got I think the it, swollen fingers. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it was the, the, the politician like where you had to get him angry. And get his oh, okay. eyes yeah, open. Yeah. It took me a little bit to figure out because I was just like, I guess I'm not seeing something. And it, it that just one a... was weird because you had to like, this game does a little bit of fat shaming, but like, yeah, it does. You have to point at his stomach and like the politician dude is very ornery. He's like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna sue you for sexual harassment. Yeah, for yeah. making me lift up my shirt. And then at some point you're like, okay, I. I need to get this diagnostic, but I also need this one last symptom, and I need to check his eyes to do it. Yeah. It's like, what's the easiest way to make this guy mad? And you've commented on his weight a couple times, so yeah. You, and, um, and they even play with the the trope of the Japanese schoolgirls. Like the very first person you do is like some girl in a school uniform, and you have to ask her to lift her shirt up so you can, you know, check her heart rate, check her breathing, check her her stomach, or and everything. Um, I, I like the the banter between him and Roni. You know how your boy loves a good robot, so like that, like, huh? Their writing was just excellent at this part of the game. Like the whole back and forth between Roni and yeah, yeah, it felt very genuine and actually like I think that was actually like good writing right there. Yeah, yeah. So like I I legitimately have no complaints about uh, his gameplay like trevor said i don't know if i'd go as far as i mean i would play a game of just gabriel for sure but i mm-hmm. do i did enjoy the other characters in this so I'm, I'm glad that we got this in addition and like it kind of makes me want to like i don't know i'm like man what what is a game that i can play that has like this kind of stuff in it because it was very fun yeah and i guess back to trevor and your point like these missions are significantly, significantly longer than the other missions. So, like, 
probably two of Gabriel's missions accounts for like a majority of everybody else's like doing two of those takes up as much time as like four or five surgeries easily worth worth fair enough so the last character we have is Naomi Kimishima and she is a forensic specialist slash coroner and She's actually voiced by Kirsten Potter, who's probably like the least prominent of the voice actors or least prolific. Only role that I really recognize her from was Takemi, Tai Takemi from Persona 5. She's a doctor, ironically, in that. And she's very quiet. Yeah, yeah, she does. And I just could put my finger on it. And then I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And it's very interesting that she plays a doctor who... Gives you a lot of experimental drugs in um, Persona 5. So, you know, she she has that roll down pat. So her traits are she's fairly quiet. She's very intelligent and also sarcastic. And um, I guess on top of just her as a character, because she kind of comes with a pair as well, where you have this assistant who goes by Little Guy who is kind of like your specialist on the other end that does all the analytics for you. So you get evidence and then you say, Hey, can you analyze these um, blood stains or can you analyze these fingerprints? And he'll, you know, give you some back and forth. So that's kind of like the dialogue that you have with Naomi for the most part and her background. She's actually a doctor from trauma center, second opinion, who they actually added to, that port of the first game. And essentially, I can't remember if it happened at the end of that game or somewhere between that game and this game, but she's diagnosed with a fatal illness. And um, she has a self... This is one of those abnormality things in this game, Supernatural. She has a phone that hears the last words of a deceased person. So that's always like the starting point for all of her cases. You find the body, you get the last words that they said, you examine the body and try to find any type of clues like, oh, here's a gunshot wound, or oh, here's a laceration on the foot, or what have you. You build that as evidence. You look at their clothes, you also get evidence from that. Then you go back to the office. You try to either send off evidence for analysis or you can combine certain pieces of evidence. And when you do that, a little logic game comes up. And it's kind of like the courtroom scenes in Phoenix Wright where it's like, okay, the judge is asking me a question. I need to figure this out right now. These two clues are linked by blank. And then there's always four questions or four responses that you can give. One of them's right. And if you make an excellent deduction, the clues merge into one. And each one of the clues has a star rating. So... You start with potentially like one star. Once you fill up all the little stars at the bottom of an evidence piece, it becomes solid evidence. Once you get solid evidence, you play a little game at the very end where she kind of puts together the entirety of the murder scenario or whatever happened scenario. And once you go through those sequentially, you reach the truth. The other things that happen in her gameplay are there are voice recorders that happen where you get testimony from witnesses or people on the scene and you look 
into those statements for abnormalities. And then the other thing you do with her is you go to the crime scene and you will um, examine for evidence. You can just examine. You can do fingerprint stuff that, like fingerprint powder to look for prints. You have a ALS liquid, I'd like to say, to spray. And you can look for blood stains. And I think that's the basis of her gameplay. What do you guys think of Naomi's gameplay? Magnificent. I enjoyed okay. this as much as Gabriel's. It's very good. It's um very tonal shift from the doctors. Like this one, the murder had already occurred, so the person you're dealing with is always dead. And you're just kind of backtracking. Yeah, yeah. I think um I think I'd probably could play a whole game like this. Um I don't know if I like it, um more than the uh I'm I'm already blanking Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. I don't know if I like it more than him, but uh I do like it a lot though. I'll say that much. But mm-hmm. I don't and like I only did one of her missions, so I don't know if it how much it changes in the uh in the following ones, but that one that I did do I really did like it a lot though. They definitely get more involved and there's definitely more story that happens throughout it. Marcus, what about you? Um, I enjoyed hers as well. I uh, I think I, I preferred Gabriel's to hers, but I did really enjoy hers too. There were a couple of things that I d- didn't like about hers as much. Um, uh, I didn't really care for the looking for evidence when it involved having to fingerprint and spray because it felt like just kind of tedious. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I can't. I didn't enjoy that part. I, I much enjoyed like, oh, this thing looks out of place. Let me um, uh, inspect it or whatever. Because the ones I'm thinking of specifically was one of the missions that I did like was the uh, the, the ones with the, uh, what do they call it? The bomber? The mad bomber? I don't remember. Raging bomber? Name. Raging bomber. Yeah. So like I enjoyed the puzzle part where you were in the room with the four cell phones. Mm-hmm. But trying to find everything in there, I didn't really like. I don't know. I, I didn't. Yeah, care some for of the it. puzzles there were a little obtuse and yeah. Like, um, go ahead. Mm. Now I was just gonna say, like, I got stuck on that card one for the longest time, even though I got what it was saying. But for whatever reason, I was thinking Ace was thirteen mm-hmm. and not ten. And essentially, there was like a card counting puzzle where you had to be like, okay, it's Jack, Ace, King, Queen, or whatever. And then you had to put in numbers into this phone in that order. So it would be like Jack is like 11, King is mm-hmm. 12, such and such, such and such. Yeah. And like if you don't know that, then you're screwed. Or if you have the wrong interpretation, I'm like, well, the ace is the highest card. So obviously that's 13. But in reality, yeah. it's yeah. 10. So that screwed me over. Yeah. So like that one, I didn't – that part I didn't care about. Um, I, I enjoyed – uh, looking at bodies and like and like oh like getting that evidence and then um I enjoyed like again the banter between her and little guy I enjoyed though I will say that there were parts where I got stuck where like I also to an extent felt like there were some times when you were combining pieces of evidence yeah. and like you had to do it in a certain order 
otherwise you couldn't progress. So, so like it, it felt a little bit more strict than it needed to be at times too. Right. I, I, I agree with you on that as far as like, sometimes there just felt like that. I don't know if it could have been streamlined, but it didn't feel like I was actually solving something. And sometimes I was just kind of, let me give everything to little guy and then let yeah. me just do every yeah. possible permutation of yep. Yep. combination, you know? Yeah. So like there would be like, Oh, clearly these two, no, I shouldn't say clearly, but let's compare these things together. And it's just like, Oh, sorry, you can't do that now. And then you compare two other things. There's some type mm-hmm. of observation and then you can compare the first two things you did and like things right. like that where it's just like this doesn't seem realistic. And I also didn't really care for at the end where it's just like, so let's go over the case again. So the person died. How? And then it's like, choose the card that says how the character died. And it's just like, like, I got it. Like, I don't need to go through this whole thing over. You know, like, I, I, I didn't like the I, that part. I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like they needed to do that just because like. You probably did most of those in one sitting, right? Yeah, I, I just just yeah. now thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I literally did. Like, I, I never some of those can last yeah. like two plus hours potentially. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, no, I, I completely get you. Where it's like, well, we already, I get it, but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I enjoyed uh, uh, looking at people's clothes. I enjoyed looking at the the, the bodies. I enjoyed. Uh, putting the pieces of evidence together. I enjoyed the uh, logic kind of like, oh, well, you know, what is it? Great reasoning or great... What oh, was Excellent the, reasoning. <laughs> excellent reasoning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, also, I, I enjoyed it. Some, some of those answers are just so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I will say, too, and maybe, it's, maybe, maybe I'm just dumb, but, like, I feel like a lot of these, like, I... I was like, oh, obviously this is the thing, and then I would be end up being wrong. And I, I hmm. felt like I, I don't know if you. I know you're normally really good at about uh, knowing what how something is going to pan out, and I felt like every time I was incorrect in what I thought happened or who I thought was the guilty person. Uh, I was, I'd say I was about fifty fifty on this one. Gotcha, gotcha. Man, some of those like. We talked about some of Maria's being brutal, but there are some incredibly brutal um, murders or deaths in this one. Like the one that really stood out to me was the girl that was um, thrown over the bridge and her body was all discombobulated. Yeah, that one. You find out that like she was terminally ill, but she was beating up her parents and she got locked in her room. And that one was wild. That one was crazy. Yeah. Greg, you should definitely, like, I don't know if you have any plans to go back to this, but I think you'd enjoy some of these stories for sure. It seemed like... Yeah, no, I'm planning on finishing it. It seemed like all of her... Well, I don't want to spoil it for Greg, but it seemed like they were all, like, a crime of passion. Well, Well, it, it, it ties into the very end of the game, which... Kind of, it kind of explains it. Yeah, aside from her very first one, I think everybody ties into the overall disease that happens kind of hmm. in the um, latter half of the game. Okay. Let's see. So the one thing I wanted to touch on before we go into like just a quick story overview is I didn't ask 
what were your favorite, like least favorite Gabriel slash Naomi levels? If you don't have one, you don't have to say, but if you had any like standout, I feel like more so than the other characters, their missions here that like really stand out. So I guess for me, for Gabriel, at least I, I enjoyed Tillman. I, I thought that was really fun with the politician and just how ornery and stubborn he was. And that was kind of like when you were really starting to kind of learn all the functionalities of Roni and kind of start to accept her and be like, oh, well, she can do that. So I thought that was a cool one. And the one I was just talking about, the very brutal one, was probably my favorite Naomi mission. Just like that one kept me at the edge of my seat. Um, I really like the stuff with the, the Mad Bomber with Naomi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with Gabriel, either I did like the politician one. I, I think the one was it his son yeah. that had like three different like you kept having to go back to him. His um, son yeah. and the soldier you do at the end have three. I think the there was I feel like there was one that like I don't remember because I feel like his son was a very earlier on one. Think no, no. I think it was the one. It was. I think it was the one with the lady, the 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 younger, the the twenty year old woman, the working woman. Yeah, that her like she was like I'm in a rush and I gotta go. And Mm -hmm. um, you like, well, I need you to do this test. And she's like, fine. Then you do the test. Then like her symptoms are getting worse as you were going on. Same thing with the soldier too. I like those ones where it's just like, okay, she has this. That sounds Mm -hmm. bad. But now she's has these other symptoms. Oh crap, now she has this too? And you know, like it just keeps getting worse and worse. So, this is something I meant to ask during the Gabriel section. Did anybody kind of play WebMD on themselves during this part, especially with those charts? Or am I the only one guilty of that? (laughs) Oh, well, it reminded me of like every time I go to my doctor, they want to take blood. I don't know why they want blood every time, but now you know. (laughs) they, They always send me my blood work results. And so. Like it usually has like a comparison of like this is a good level for cholesterol, you know, this is where you are. And so I always look at that to try to make sure I'm in the clear. Yeah, but I was starting to get like freaked out on some of these I'm like, oh my god, he has he's sweating? He he might have um wormer syndrome or oh maybe I got that. Yeah, there was one point where my uh, wife actually walked in and um and i was i was telling her like hang on give me a second i'm trying to diagnose this patient and she was like what are you talking about and and i was like yeah i'm analyzing these ct scans and she looks over at the screen like in disbelief like yeah right and then she looks up and it's it's just like oh okay carry on it's like i'm doing important work here okay um Let's quickly jump into the story. So, like I said, we start with the scene at the very beginning with um, the girl in the field who looks dead, and you see some flowers and some butterflies fly off. And then right after that, you kind of get into the beginning where you pretty much meet all the characters. And I just made bullet points for all the big things. So first really big thing was Gabriel meeting Tillman, the politician, and diagnosing him with... um, can't remember exactly what he's diagnosed with but essentially the crux of it is he's going to need a specialist if he wants to live the life he wants to lead like gabriel's like hey 
you can't get stressed. As long as you stay away from your job as a politician, you're probably fine. But Tillman's like, no, I love America. I need to do my job. And Gabriel's like, okay, well, this surgery that you need done for this specific thing, it has like a 10% success rate, but I might know a guy. So then you meet Ian Holden, who is the detective that you meet. He always has sunglasses on and has orange hair. He begrudgingly releases um, CRSO1 from prison. And it's like, hey, you have a 250-year sentence, but we're willing to take a couple years off of that if you do the surgery for this politician. Um, later, you kind of find out that, well, one, CR is in jail for this kind of bioterrorism incident that he was indicted for. And apparently, Ian's wife and child were victims of that. And during this process... CRSO1 begins his work at Resurgum, which is the main hospital of the game, and performs the operation on Tillman and another um, patient not too long after that, and both of them were a major success. And that's kind of his first main story beat, where the team's starting to like him and they don't really understand why he has this prison sentence. The other two points I have for the beginning of the game are um, you learn about Hank and his alter ego, Eagle Man, who is this kind of like street level superhero by Marvel standards, maybe even below that, to be perfectly honest. And everybody kind of hates him. And another big story point for Hank is there's a girl, Claire, who tries to kill herself by... I don't know if she jumps off of a bridge or a roof or whatever, but like essentially she breaks a lot of bones and Hank is the one that saves her or pretty much fixes a lot of her um, bones after that incident. And then my last thing for the beginning section of this game is Tomoe operates on Joshua, who is Gabriel's son. And Gabriel's just a no-show, which... Is kind of a big thing. He just doesn't show up for his own son's operation and kind of acts apathetic about it, like, oh, it's just out of my hands. So I have the story broken into beginning, middle, and end. Do you guys have anything that you want to say about like this beginning opening arc? Did you um, find any of those specific story beats interesting or, I don't know, did it captivate you? I think the way I played this game was a little disjointed, so I didn't get the a lot of the connections to some of the stories. Like I mm-hmm. remember, like as I went through it, I remembered some of the characters. Like, oh yeah, that was so and so from a previous mission that I played. But for the most part, because I played, you know, one character, I would play like two or three missions at a time, and then go to another character. I didn't get the same. Um, experience with the story that y'all did. So yeah, I'm, I'm really just listening and, and piecing it together, or at least you're helping me piece it together. Yeah, I was going to say for me, like I, I I think I ran through C, uh, CR's first five missions before I started playing the game in order. So it kind of like, it was disjointed. So I didn't really start piecing stuff together until the back half of the game so i don't really like i remember doing um 
actually, I, I think I did. I think I did like maybe eight missions before I started playing the game in the proper order. Um, so I remember, like, I had already done the surgery on uh, Gabriel's son before I did Gabriel's mission to diagnose his son. So, like, some of that stuff, I I had missed some of that context. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, I I'm more solid on the the very middle very and end. Back. Well, yeah, the middle and back, but especially the like the the last fourteen, like the ones that me and you did. But not so mm-hmm. much on the the leading up stuff. I, I think I have a better grasp on the overall, like the that big story part, mm-hmm. and not the stuff leading up to it. Do you, Do you think, think the, the the game would have benefited from like like being, being structured in like a sequential way versus like giving you the option to like kind of go through things as you wanted to? I like having the option because. That at least gives you the option of just completely... Like, if you don't like Tomoe, you don't have to play it. Well, if you want to get the last story, you have to play it, sir, but, yeah. you know. I, I I am with Dante, but I wish they showed the game the story way as the priority versus just character. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I'm with Dante that I, I think that it let the player choose, but I mm. kind of wish that they had displayed the game the other way better or like you know i don't know how to describe i I get what you're saying but i felt like maybe because i've seen it before in games like dead or alive five of all games had the exact same like horizontal story bars and they there was a little meme where it's like same time that would show up after every cutscene where it was like okay this happened at the same time but i like how they had the rows and i was just i could just kind of look at it and tell like oh this is what this means Sure, sure. I was trying to think like in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just hop from character to character. I think. Yeah, like maybe they they could very easily just have a sequential mode or something like that, and just you hit yeah, A. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe yeah. like a, a quick play versus a story mode or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't think you lose any like. I don't Ultimately. know, man, because, like, this story, in my opinion, like, I love this game's story, and I think they do an amazing job of interweaving the different doctors, and, like, you actually get to see the entire medical process a lot of the time, so, I, like... I agree, but, like, do, I, I don't think... It doesn't pay off if you don't play the, the, the last 14 missions, I feel like. I think it mostly does, like... You definitely need the last fourteen missions to finish the story objectively, like, and, and that, yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like I feel like the characters, like you get like a good to a good point with the characters, but I feel like it kind of ends on like a cliffhanger. So I feel like you absolutely need those fourteen missions. I mean, I, I agree, but like if you're just the person that wants to, like, oh, I want to play as these characters, and I don't really care about the story or whatever. Yeah, yeah I like that they sure. give you the option for sure. But yeah, I definitely get what you're saying, and I think just having a sequential story or like take me from beginning to end type of story thing would have been a nice touch. Let's go ahead and hop into the middle area. So, middle starts with um, Naomi investigating Veronica Cage's death, who um, she... The main takeaway you need from this is she has discolored bones, when you're doing the autopsy and it's just an unidentifiable disease and that's the first time it pops up around that same time um tomoe is summoned to japan where 
perhaps the most amazing thing happens. Like she's set to be the successor for her bloodline or whatever, or her heritage and take over the throne. But in the middle of that, you find out her father's kind of ill and he's big, strong dude. And he just kind of keels over and you're with your boss at that time. And she's like, we need to open him up immediately. Here's a scalpel. She stabs him with a scalpel and that thing just breaks, just straight up breaks on this man's washboard abs. So then Hanzo, your assistant, he's like, I got you, (laughs) brings out the sword, makes an incision that way. This man pulls out a katana and cuts your dad open for you. Man. So good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. He's like the, he's probably like my favorite non-main character in the game. Hanzo. He's definitely Because I think he bodies the ninjas, like when they first run up on you. He, like, beats yep. up all your dad's ninjas. <laughs> so, you save um, you save your father, and you also get his blessing to be independent. So, essentially, you leave Japan as Tomoe, and around this time, Maria starts becoming overwhelmed with her work, and she starts seeing the ghost that I mentioned earlier. And that's kind of like a story beat that we'll get into later. Gabriel diagnoses his son um, with Werner syndrome. So he's finally starting to, I guess, get a little bit closer to his son and open up. That's kind of his character arc, so that's why I mentioned that. Shortly after that, there's an incident in the mall with Hank, where him and Claire are walking around. Also, let me go ahead and say, Trevor and Greg, if you guys want to just not listen to this i completely understand because we are kind of getting into like spoiler territory for you guys so it won't be like too big of a thing if you guys just you know i don't know how sensitive you are to spoilers yeah i'll if somebody wants to just like post a message in here when you're done with it then i'll uh i'll put my earphone back in sounds cool sounds cool so yeah so there's an incident at the mall with hank where him and claire the person he saved after she tried to commit suicide they're walking around there's a um, active shooter at the mall, and I thought this was kind of an interesting thing that isn't really talked about in games very much. And then, two, I thought it was specifically poignant since the game takes place in America and they decide to have an active shooter incident. But essentially, Claire gets shot, and you think she's dead. Hank confronts the shooter and ends up getting shot himself while he's trying to talk him out of hurting any anybody else shooter ends up jumping over the ledge because they're on the second level of the mall and Hank goes down there with gunshot wounds and saves this man and you save him you find out that Claire actually isn't dead she just you know passed out from blood loss or whatever and that's kind of like his big character incident thing After that, you get into um, the Raging Bomber incident, which essentially there's a person going around taking out celebrities with these remote bombs. And as Naomi, you're trying to figure out who exactly is this person who's sending these bombs to multiple victims. So this is the first time in the game where you're... Actually, no, it's the second time in the game where you have multiple victims with her. But... Essentially, you get close to figuring out who it is. 
but they're one step ahead of you. They send you a package. They, um, they actually hand deliver you a package and you open it. There's a teddy bear inside. Once you pick up the teddy bear, you notice there's a little bit of like gun residue or some black powder on it. And that's when you, you know, from the previous um, victims that, oh, this is a bomb. Since it's a teddy bear and there's a girl that you're kind of like the adoptive mom of around, she actually picks up the teddy bear, gets really injured by the bomb. CSR at that point is supposed to go back to prison, but they wheel in Alyssa, who is a child that just got injured by this bomb, and they're like, yo, you're the only person that can save her. So essentially, all of the other main doctors are giving you cover to protect you from the police as they're trying to hunt you down and put you back in jail as CRS. And um, you end up operating on Alyssa, taking care of her, and afterwards, CR is able to go back to jail, and he's kind of at peace with himself, it seems like. After that, you have the second mall incident where you're at the mall with Gabe, Tomoe, and Maria, and... I forget exactly why it happens, but a bus just drives through a mall. <laughs> and in the process, Gabe gets trapped under all this rubble. Tomoe uses her endoscope to locate victims in the rubble. And Maria also responds to um, a lot of the people that got, got injured there. So any thoughts on the middle section of this game? Marcus? It, I, I, I dug this part of the game. Um, I... Obviously, the Mad Bomber stuff I, was some of the standout stuff for me with um, Naomi. I did enjoy this mission with Maria. Um, this was also one of my least favorite missions for Tomoe. So this was like the, the hot spot for all of those things. Um, um, yeah, that's the one where you had to find the people, I'm guessing. Yeah, find the people yeah. in that, that wreckage and everything. And this was like, yep. I think the second one that was a maze. I think the first one was when you were in your dad's lungs, I feel like. Um, yeah. So this was yep. the first, this was the next branching one. And I feel like this one was the one that had the timer. I think the 10 minute timer. 12 minute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I story wise, I, I was digging what was going on at this point though. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to quickly go over the last part. I know like two of our people can't speak to it and we can just do a really quick um, kind of what you thought overall at the end. So, yeah, essentially a lady comes off of a train and she starts coughing up blood. And immediately after that, all the people around her start um, falling down with this illness. And this was known as the patient zero incident. And this happened in Portland, and the government has determined, hey, this is real bad. This is a pandemic. What we're going to do is just quarantine everybody in Portland and just kind of accept Portland as a loss and just move on with the world, essentially. Like, they're just expecting everybody in Portland to die and just kind of cover it up from there. So at that time, Gabe... Um, he has to diagnose a soldier who came down with the virus and he determines that it's a hemorrhagic fever. From that, Naomi is able to examine some bones that the military had um, essentially been taken care of for the past couple of years. And she was able to 
determine the origins of the hemorrhagic fever and this pandemic in general, which directly ties into CRSO1's past. So CRSO1 was just a normal kid with parents and his parents died. He got an adoptive father who went by the name of Sart, last name Sart, who was very obsessed with coming up with a pansea, which is a essentially an all cure. In the process, he finds a girl who um, who is a girl that Maria is seeing as a ghost a lot. And she has a special blood that just is super strong at just fighting off any type of viruses and stuff. So he starts kind of messing around with her blood, but in the process finds out that her blood is so strong that it is a virus in itself. And also, she, he's adopted her too. So like, yeah, he also adopts um, Rosalina, Rose, Rosalia Rosalini. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So in the process, Sart creates a accidentally kind of creates a super virus, messing around with her blood, and gets CR convicted over it, more or less. And also, I get okay. Timeline thing. First thing that happened was he got sick from her blood, and the blood is known to make the patients go crazy. So, like, all of Naomi's patients after the second one, they are infected with Rosalia, which means they have discolored bones. And in the process, they have extreme violence, they have extreme hallucinations, visions, all that stuff. So, starts, start starts to get that from um, his infection. Pretty much gets mad at Rosalia and realizes like she's more of a threat than a potential cure. Kills her. And um, not too long after that, he, he causes the incident that gets CR in jail. And um, that's how he gets locked up. In the process, you figure out that Rosalia should be in Mexico. So Maria and Naomi go to Mexico and Naomi investigates the crime scene. Essentially, you find Rosalia's body, which is adipocere, which means essentially it's become like, it's preserved because it's become waxified, essentially. And through a lot of exposition, you find out that she was shot in this field. These Asclepias, which is a flower type that's normally red, has turned blue because her blood spilled into the flowers. And these specific butterflies, these monarch butterflies that you saw at the very beginning of the game, they have been pollinating these flowers and like feeding off of the flowers. And they are spreading her blood throughout the world, essentially. And due to their migration pattern, they hit Portland first, but they're eventually going to hit the entirety of the United States. So you clip up the flowers, you develop an antibody, you um, essentially end the pandemic, which, like, I love this game. I just, I I wouldn't have thought about it twice back in 2010, but like, oh, we got these flowers, we can make a vaccine. Well, now the pandemic's over. Yep. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. It being an airborne virus. <laughs> yeah. So essentially you end the pandemic and then the last thing you do 
Naomi starts passing out like right after you cure everybody and you find out that the virus is combined with her terminal illness and CR decides to operate on her and essentially he removes the mutated version of the Rosalia virus combined with her terminal illness and she's actually like potentially fully cured with a chance of relapse. And that's really where the game ends. So let me type spoilers over into the chat so people know to come back. Okay. And now I just wanted to spend the last like 10 minutes just super quickly wrapping up um, just final thoughts on stuff. So we talked about Cass. What did you guys think about just, did you guys like the setting of the game? Did you look guys like that it was rooted in rea- um, reality and was kind of like tonally pretty serious most of the time or realistic? I think I did. I I, I like that it was like recognizable as, you know, the United States and it would take place in like, I think Seattle, right? Or like Oregon. Yeah, Seattle, Portland. Um, so, so, oh, I, yeah, I think it was Portland. I think it was Portland. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I like that it was realistic because like it, it, I feel like if it was like for funsies or like, I mean, there was some supernatural things, but I felt mm-hmm. like if it was more that way, I don't know if I would have enjoyed um that is very much most of the trauma center series like i forget if new blood does that but trauma center one and two it's all about eliminating a virus called guilt and there's like sin one sin two and it's very over it's like heavy-handed religious and imagery sorry i i think i preferred it being realistic because i think i would not have liked gabriel's if it wasn't um what do you guys think about the art style and the cutscenes? Did you like how the story was portrayed? Did you like the art of the characters? Yeah, yeah I think I, think I, I talked talk- to you about this when you were streaming, but the art, I don't know if I said it there, if, if I said it in chat, but I feel like, I like a, I get heavy, like, Persona vibes from, like, the character yeah. art and, like, the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, it really reminds me of that a lot. So the lead artist for this game was actually, like, a big artist for persona if i'm looking at imdb right like he does that makes a lot of sense then he did persona 3 and then he does a lot of the shin megami tenseis looks like um see music i've i've gotten a lot of comments about music <laughs> bangers right yeah music's good yeah i i really 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 like that intro like that intro track um, the 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 menu music track. Yeah, it gave me Catherine vibes, honestly. Um, and uh, I did like the um, more serious um, music that was going on during like uh, um, the interrogation, not the interrogation, the the, um, the stuff with uh, Naomi when she was like going through the evidence and everything. There was a comment that I read in one. Um, uh, review that somebody said something about the music being very jaunty and everything during like traumatic moments, but I couldn't I, I couldn't recall when that happened. But somebody did say like there was some funny moments where like the music didn't match what was going on, but I couldn't think of any. And okay, I pretty much got a pretty good read on how everybody feels about the story. I think everybody's mostly positive with um some holdups about like the ordering of certain things. 
So I feel good on that. So my last two big questions are, um, do you have any thoughts of one revisiting previous games in the series or would you be interested in them continuing the series? Well, go ahead, Trevor, you got it. I'd definitely be down if they continued it because I'd like to see what they do on the Switch or even other consoles, actually, because, like, Trauma Center was on different consoles, wasn't it? It was on, like, handheld. Well, the thing is, now that you mention it, like, it is a Nintendo-exclusive series because you have Trauma Center 1 and 2 on the DS... You have Second Opinion, which is a port of one on the Wii, and then you also have New Blood on the Wii. And then you have Trauma Team. That's that's the entirety of the series. So yeah, it'd just be interesting to see how they keep up with, you know, the gaming technology now. Since this game really lends itself well, like the gameplay lends itself very well to um, the Wii controls. Mm-hmm. Trevor Gregg, or um, Marcus Gregg. Um, I don't know if I would be willing to go back to the previous games because I feel like I might, I don't know, like uh, for whatever reason in my mind, I kind of envision not liking the other versions or the older games just because like, I feel like maybe this one is like the most like fleshed out one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely be uh, down to check out like a new iteration, you know, if they decide to ever like, you know, make a new version, I'd gotcha. definitely check it out. One thing I will say is this game is leaps and bounds easier than um, any other game in the series. Like, oh, like probably four or five surgeries into Trauma Center 1 is equivalent to some of the stuff you're doing in um, near the end game with CR and stuff like that. So... They definitely toned down the difficulty, at least on regular mode. Like, Specialist is a completely different story, but... Is it easier because you're playing it on a DS or 3DS versus on the Wii, or...? No, it's... Like, if you play Second Opinion, that game is hard. That's the one I had to dump down to easy. (laughs) Gotcha. Um... Granted, I'm also a lefty that plays with the Wii remote in the right hand, so some of that precision stuff I just naturally cannot do as fast. Gotcha. Um... I'm with Greg. I don't think I would want to go back to the game, but uh, more so because from what I read, it was more so uh, it was surgery heavy. And like the my favorite parts about this game were like the investigation, you know, like the whether it being the Naomi stuff and um, with the forensics or Gabriel with the diagnostics. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that these previous games have that stuff in it. So like, the main thing that I enjoyed in this game is not in the earlier versions. Um, and I also like the fact that this is more grounded in reality versus the spiritual and magical and whatever woo woo you want to call in the previous games were. So Mm -hmm. hearing, hearing that about the previous games, I I'm not really interested in them, but I would be interested in a trauma team Two. Like, I, I think I'm like, if, if we're saying trauma center is, you know, that the old style and the trauma team is the definitely like the, the more grounded in reality and playing different play styles and everything, I would be definitely mm-hmm. interested if they were to continue on in the trauma team franchise. The one thing, 
New Blood might be a little bit less um, supernatural, but uh, it's hard for me to say. But most of the other ones are definitely more rooted in fake viruses and stuff. Anyway, last thing. Um, great game, great experience, Trevor. That sounded like a loaded question. <laughs> Didn't Marcus normally say good game, good experience? No problem. Hey, man, you, you do you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, great game, great experience. You know, you, you scared me coming into this because you were like, oh, I'm ready for some hot takes, and it's been pretty I mean, sensible. that is a hot I take like for me, to, take. to like a game from Dante. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Greg, great game, great experience? Uh, yeah, I'll say great game, great experience. Marcus? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with them. Uh, great game, great experience. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. I, like, I'm interested in other Atlas games, honestly, now. Because, like, I'm like, dang, like... The two games of, of theirs that I, you know, that we played for the podcast, this and Catherine, I've thoroughly enjoyed. And there was a lot of things that What if I, I told you they have full games of Naomi and Gabriel? <laughs> of what? Like, the high characters, budget they The characters like, or their gameplay? <laughs> just general visual novel style. Like, Persona is most, like, there is an RPG and the RPG there is good. But people go to Persona for social links and, like, what if you combined Mass yeah. Effect with this? Is what I'm trying to say. Say less. <laughs> can I play it on Switch? <laughs> uh, you can play Scramble on Switch. It's it's all right. Well, um, uh, yeah. But yeah, actually, I, I, I enjoyed this game. Um, I I had uh, I had two questions I wanted to ask people, but um, let me. I, I'm also going to say great game, great experience, and go on to your questions. This is unanimous. This this is the first time we've had unanimous great game, great experience across the board. That's that's what's up. And it's a Trevor. Better be pretty high on everybody's list at the end of the. And, and it's a Trevor S. Trevor game. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so mine. I'll try to. We can try to go through these quick because we've been running hella long. Um, worth it though. Um, could you guys rank the characters in regards to their gameplay? So who you enjoyed the most versus the least? If you've played everybody, if you haven't played everybody or haven't seen what you have seen, we'll say, how about that? So, like, for me, my absolute favorite was Gabriel. Then my next favorite was probably uh, Maria. Then uh, Naomi. Then Hank. Then CR. And then last was Tomoe. And in regards to gameplay. Uh, um, Go ahead. I'll go with Gabriel at number one, Naomi, uh, Maria, CS, Hank, and um, Light. I'll just say, yeah, Tomoe. <laughs> I, I really didn't want to put it on the list, but I'll put it on there. Yeah. All right. Um. So... I just have to put them in pool, so we're going to do A tier is pretty much um, CR. We've got Maria. We've got Gabriel. And then I would say B tier is 
you know what? I have had such a change of so I'm gonna do Naomi and Tomoe there, and then I'd probably put Hank at C. Okay. And Greg? Um so I think I would put I think I would put Gabriel uh as the best. Naomi second, Maria third, uh CR uh fourth, Hank fifth, and Tomoe last. Gotcha. Hank, same as now. Me. Do the same thing, but in regards to their story. So I know this will be difficult for you, Greg, because you hadn't seen everybody. So just what you had seen. Um, for me, my favorite story, like character arc, I guess I should say character arc. Um, probably Tomoe, and then Naomi, then Gabriel, then CR, then um, then Maria, then Hank. So... Are we on their character or on their story? I was saying their character arcs from where they started to where they ended. Okay. And just how enjoyable, how much you you enjoyed it. So not necessarily... Fair, like, fair. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, I think CR had a really good story. Um, Naomi's story is also very good. Moe and Moe and Gabriel like Gabriel doesn't get as much development as I'd want him to but he's still pretty good so I put him right under Tomoe then I'd say Hank I like the character like I really like Claire I thought Claire is a really cool character mm-hmm. but that's kind of like separate of Hank and well I mean it is it's part of his character but yeah. at the same time yeah then last would probably be Maria like now that I dislike Maria, I just she didn't grow that much. Yeah, yeah. They even comment on that at the end. Uh. Side note, one of my favorite things about Hank was when he was in his free eagle or his superhero form or whatever, the mm. newspaper in the world in world was called the Daily Trauma. So good. So good. Who next? I'll do um CR Naomi. Um, who else? Gabriel, Maria, and then Hank. And I never got too far into Tomoe's story, so I don't think I'll Damn. rank her. Greg? Um, so I think for me, it would be, uh, Maria, uh, CR, Gabriel, uh, I didn't get far enough into Naomi so I can't really speak to that or to Moe but um, I mean I would probably okay. say well yeah, yeah I won't I won't rank Naomi because I didn't give uh, same thing with Tomoe so I'll say yeah just Maria CR Hank and then uh, Gabriel gotcha and my last question is um, what was your least favorite surgery not surgery but like motion or like thing you had to do and uh moving with tomoe (laughs) easily the worst you you just just being facetious now not 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 that like not that one not that one uh like like i think my least favorite was doing the um 
the uh, defibrillator. Oh, push actually, no, no, I take that back. I take that back. It was definitely hammering the pin. Hammering anything was my least favorite thing. That was so simple, though. Okay, not counting Tomoe. Um, I posted a picture of it in our Facebook group. Uh, the Hank, yeah. the circuit, the saw. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Saw was pretty bad. I think the thing that ticked me off the most was... And this is a really pet. Like, it's definitely not the worst motion in the game. But when I was going for the S ranks, Maria, like, you have to get a lot of cools if you actually want to get it. And I thought I was taping things perfectly, but I could not for the life of me figure out <laughs> oh what my exactly. God. Yes. The one where it you had to so like, pull it over, pull the bandage when you're trying to wrap their arm or something. Not even that. No, I'm just talking about like you clear the blue blood clot, then you oh. put on the little surgical whatever, and then you put the vial liquid on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you just have to use the little tape thing, like uh, the that tool one, tape. That one wasn't that hard. It was the one when you when you would have to set somebody's broken limb and then put the splint on, and then you had to mm-hmm. wrap their arm with the tape for whatever Ooh. reason. Yeah, because you, you had to pull the tape in an arc. And I could, I would never lock on. If you just make little circular motions with your hand, you'll do it in like half okay, of a second. Okay, so, so maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. There was one where you had to like do tape over their, maybe it was the. Oh, oh, I know. So are you talking about the one with the box cutter where you have to um, seal it? Because, it, it, it and you have to like use like this arc. really thin tape? It, it does like a little arc and you have to like. Um, drag it from one circle in a little arc to the oh, other side. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The, and it um, never locked. It never locked for me. So, okay. So, what you have to do there, and I I did the same thing. So, you pull it over to one side. It says, okay. Then you pull it back over to the other side, and you have to let go of it while it's in the little circle there. I thought gotcha. you just had to get it over to the other side. Yeah, and so I kept, like, every time it was doing that, I think it was a Maria thing, every time it was just yep. like, holy crap, I'm, like, stuck right here. I can't figure this thing out. Um, yeah, that one takes a while, but, oh, my gosh, it's literally brain dead after you know, like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is what they want, and they just don't communicate it well. Yeah. Did you have one, Trevor, or uh, Greg, besides the controlling to mode. No, I think that's really it. Oh. There, there was one too with Hank sometimes when you were drilling and you were drilling down a long bone and like I would the drill would just get hella fast and I would just get off course. <laughs> and I would just tear up somebody's leg like man, some of the things I did with Hank like people would be worse <laughs> off. <laughs> and then the commentary like what are you doing? Are you trying to kill him? Yeah, like are you trying to make his break his other leg? <laughs> Yeah, so, I didn't like the chisel as Hank. Ch- chisel oh, as Hank. I didn't mind that one. The um, mm. the ones where you had to cut off like the tumor in pieces was always mm-hmm. tricky. And then also the one I think I don't remember whose it was. It was either CRs or Hank's. Where it was like a later one. So I, don't, I think maybe only you, me and you saw Dante. But there was like a time where you had to do it in a certain amount of time before, otherwise you'd have to start over. Right, you're talking about where you had to cut out that one tumor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. That covers everything for me, at least. Any other questions? Any other comments people want to make? Uh, I guess, 
So you're are you gonna finish the game, Greg? Yeah, I'm planning on it. And what about you, Trevor? Oh yeah, you definitely. The game? Okay. So yeah, you guys, let us know what you think about the um the last fourteen missions. Like once you beat the everybody's main missions, then you get like fourteen additional missions, and they're like in order of sequential order. So um, I'll be interested to hear because that's where you get the um. I feel like the big finale of, of the game. Um, where can people find you at, Trevor? You can find me on the internet, and um, lately I've been playing um, Pokemon Unite, so you can find me on there at Lyricon Song. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find you at, Greg? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Boombox Hero. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash magnegro with a zero. Instead of O at the end. And, uh, yeah, I've actually been streaming lately, so... Uh, just Street Fighter still, but... I might try and uh, stream my, me finishing up uh, this game. You so. should. You should. I want to see how bad you it's are. It's quality content. I've, I've enjoyed your streams. <laughs> yeah, might do that. I want to see you run into somebody the walls and with Tomoe. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, you with those hot Tomoe tips. I, I will walk you through it. <laughs> And uh, where can people find you at, Dante? People can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash wakencloud. Um, finishing up a couple games right now. Right, The only big game that I'm playing at the moment is Majora's Mask. But I do have some pretty interesting ones coming up in the future. High key, or not high key, but uh, are you guys planning on streaming our October game? Because I feel like that would be a good game to stream. Yeah, maybe. I was planning on getting it on Switch, but if I get it on a different platform, I may just stream it. It'd be interesting to... I, I'd, I'd watch you guys, because I'm like, I'm like, man, I, I was talking to somebody about it, and I was like, I don't know how spooky this game is going to be. It'd be nice to be able to, like, at the very least, be able to watch one of your guys' playthrough if I can't make it through. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. So I'm, Truth I, be told, I, I, I was shocked that you voted for it, but... I mean... I yeah I don't, I don't mistakes were made <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> I, I I wanted to try it you know like I'd heard about the game and I was like this would be able to give me you know like uh some more understanding and so then I can't say hot takes like the fifth game is like my second favorite one <laughs> so yeah um but anyways uh you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at potato salad. Um, if you like tuning in to Miss Checkpoints, even when we have these long-ass games, and the, uh, excuse me, not long-ass games, long-ass episodes, um, to find out about Hidden Gems, Cult Classic, Indie Games, then share us with your friends, family, and the Not Shitty subreddit communities you're in. Comment on our Facebook page, add us on Twitter, leave us a review, preferably five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can appear higher in the leisure category. Um, yeah, so be on the lookout. Maybe, maybe Greg will be streaming Trauma Team. Maybe Dante, Greg, or Trevor, and or Trevor will be streaming streaming Resident Evil HD Remaster uh, this month. So be on the lookout for that. Um, And with that, we are Missed Checkpoints, and we're out.